0: recording now because he may not hear that so happy birthday darren yeah that's how we're going to start the show okay um and with more (laughs) with more on birthdays (laughs) here's dan duran
1: this episode of humble and fred is coming to you live from a subterranean rec room in brampton and the main floor of the Humble and Fred Museum in Toronto
2: <laughs> and is
1: brought to you by Gigsky, the retirement sherpa, the Chambers plan, Bodog, Health Gage, Canicabana and Godaddy. And now here are two men who were saying, don't stand so close to me way before it was fashionable to do so. It's Humble and Fred.
0: Thank you Dan Duran. Thank you everyone, uh, welcome to the show, a very interesting episode today Another old radio friend of ours, some of you mixed listeners remember him as Freeway Frank Does he still go by Freeway Frank? I assume so, his podcast,
3: which I've listened to a little bit uh, It's called The Drive-By
0: with uh, Freeway Frank, so I guess he is, right? Yes yeah. So, yeah. Freeway Frank DiPallo. Did you ever work with him,
1: Dan Duran? No, I never did. I I don't think I ever met him. Maybe once in passing at some sort of event or something, but no.
0: Well, he was part of that mixed group. Fred and I became part of that crew back in the mid-2005s, and uh, Frank was always, you know, a friend of the show. You and Frank used to talk hockey. Yeah, I had nothing but good feelings about Frank, and uh, we'll talk about his podcasts. He's against vaccinations, mandates, loves the convoy, hates the prime minister. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> 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 mm. uh, he was the Virgin Radio morning show host in Montreal for quite some time. And like a lot of people with Bell Media they said frank let's talk and they fired him (laughs) they said frank we got to talk about your job yeah
3: you and i haven't been in and we can't really count the uh kingston experiences working for terrestrial radio per se being in a building but uh, i was listening to a bit more of frank yesterday and the mental anguish and the um cruelty inflicted upon him by bell media in the uh latter years and he claims it's going on throughout the business you know i i can't offer i ought to be honest i can't really identify with that so it'll be interesting to get a spin on that what exactly is going on out there that uh people are being
0: abused Well, we're going to find out later. Dan Duran will also be here with our news. And Toronto Mike, who hosted an interesting roundtable. We can talk a little bit about that. Last night he hosted this, uh, but we'll talk about it with him today. And recently he interviewed uh, another friend of ours, Mike Cooper. (laughs) What? What? He's not. A well, of I her? saw
3: the show notes that apparently he's going to play a, a, a clip of Cooper talking about your golf game and my golf game. Okay. <laughs> and I know exactly what he's going to say. It was like 15 years ago, and I met him at Six Foot Bay in Buckhorn with a couple of buddies of mine, and I suck, and they sucked worse. And I think uh,
0: Mike was taken. <laughs> <on. laughs> uh, anyway, that's coming up on the show today. And as I mentioned, Dan Duran will be back. Uh, Dan? Yep. Always oh. appreciate your service. All right. Well, uh, we'll what, what can we look forward end. to? Because what's what's, uh, you seemed a bit down this morning, and I thought it was because I didn't want your son, who is going to a COVID concert, uh, staying at my home. <laughs> but uh, you were... I wasn't were, down at all. No, I'm just getting going on the
1: day here. All right. sun's no. shining. There's nothing well, wrong with me. I think he explained it a bit. You said you
3: were watching a clip of a woman who was being who was now homeless in ukraine and there's no reason for any of that going on i can i I know what you're talking about it got me down for a while yesterday too you know and you want to turn away and it's like you know it's easy for me to just turn away because you don't want to you don't want to feel shitty but if you want to get on with your day you gotta
1: turn away True, but it's difficult not to just constantly grind it in your head. Like where where is this all going? Yeah, uh, there's no end to this. There's no way that Putin's going to. In my mind, mm-hmm. there's no way Putin's going to give it up.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I mentioned so, to you fellas, uh, I think it was yesterday. I said, you mm-hmm. know, I, I have a. I sort of proportion my day around how much war coverage. Yeah, yeah. That I want to take in. I also mentioned that we're in this weird position where if you want to ignore it you can and and i and i wonder what it was like for people back in other world wars like they went about their days and and you know especially in times of um, when you can only get the news from newspapers and radios that's right updates weren't in your hand right you know you had to watch the six o'clock news But, Dan, um, you're not alone. We're all feeling a little bit weird about it. A little bit weird. That's, you know, I don't know how to express that. I I, I wanted to share this story with Fred, but uh, since you brought it up and and you're here, one of the things, and I I have the audio, but it's just a guy speaking Russian to his father in Russia, Mm. Mm -hmm. and his name is Misha Misha Katsurin, and he's a, a restaurateur who lives in Ukraine. He's from Russia, and he's calling... His father in Russia and, and hearing what his father believes is going on in Ukraine versus what's really going on is is part of the problem that we all face in this world. But they certainly face it there, that the information they're getting in Russia is that it's just a mill. you know, they're they're just in there to denazify the country. And and this kid's father didn't believe that he was being shelled and that his chef couldn't leave his house for three days, etc. And I find those stories extremely upsetting because you think, well, if the people inside the country don't know what's going on, then it's going to continue to go on. Just look at America
1: and the people that believe that the election was stolen or whatever the garbage that uh, Trump has. And what's that, 30 percent or so? Of the uh, the population there is, is kind of on that side. And that's a brainwashing or whatever. Pick a subject down there. Same kind of thing that's going to be happening in any other society, I can imagine, in this day and age. Well, look at Canadians
3: brainwash that Tim Hortons
0: coffee tastes good. <laughs> For years. <laughs> hey, we used to be. Dan Duran was the first one to break us out of that. <laughs> that's the yeah. truth. Fred and I were double-doubles and, and mm-hmm, Tim yeah. Horton coffee guys until Dan Duran came along. <laughs> every, every country has their issues, fellas.
2: Yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs>
3: Tim Horton's no, I just Design. want to know what kind
0: of propaganda they're feeding you Leaf fans year yes. after
3: year. Speaking of uh, propaganda, I'm reading this morning in China, too, they've sort of jumped on the Russian propaganda bandwagon. And, you know, their media is controlled even more than Russia, uh, Russia, traditionally. And it's the whole thing about, you know, Putin's trying to save his land and the Americans are, are taking biological weapons into Ukraine. And he's there to save this side of the this side of the earth.
0: And oh, yeah.
3: all this nonsense, you know, he's feeding that to how, how many billion people in China? Whatever.
0: I mean, and, and that's the, uh, you know, speaking of the Americans, that's their playbook, you know, huh. weapons of mass destruction, chemical weapons that were never found. You know, it's been a while, and again, I was going to save this story, and it, <laughs> it came up a couple of days ago, and it's almost—it's like from a movie. I don't know if you guys heard this, and there's two there's two parts to the story. One is you hear the story about Trump and what he suggested that they do. Yeah. <laughs> with the Chinese airplanes? Yeah, he's Trump yeah. was speaking with Republican donors Saturday yeah. night. And he had this idea, he said, you know, uh, he proposed the United States bomb, the this is his words, bomb the shit out of Russia with disguised planes. And uh, he would somehow fool uh, Putin into thinking that the Chinese had attacked Russia. And then Trump goes, and then we say, China did it. We didn't do it. China did it. And then they start fighting with each other. And we sit back and watch. And I'm like... (laughs) It's like I'm, I'm, I'm like Is this Randy Quaid In a movie mm-hmm. Okay so what we'll do Here's what we're gonna do We're gonna paint Our war planes With Chinese CCP colors And then we're gonna Bomb Russia Okay mm-hmm. Mr. President <laughs> the, the planes have been painted
3: Yeah Crazy eh Well Wow Disturbing You know uh, Bill Barr Has released a book And he just hammers Trump through it you know he's a liar he's a narcissist he didn't know what he was doing uh you know january 6th was an insurrection and uh you know it is the big lie the the election wasn't stolen but he's being interviewed about it yesterday and at the very end they said if trump wins the nomination becomes the republican rep in the next election would you vote for him he said of course he's a republican
0: like hey yeah yeah it's like yeah, I heard some of that bar like it's stuff. Disturbing. Well, what's really disturbing is why didn't you say all that? Yeah, you okay. know, after the f- election, you know, just around the time you quit, about two months before the January sixth incident. <laughs>
3: But on a lighter note, masks are coming off in Ontario March 21st, and I would like to congratulate all my fellow citizens for doing their part to get us to this point, because that's what it is. We wore our masks, we got vaccinated, and now we're turning a corner. Thank you, everyone. Do you do you share my
0: sentiments? Well, I didn't want to do it in such a formal manner, but sure. Sure. Uh, I, don't have, I, didn't, I didn't realize it was proclamation day. So I'm making it like I'm making a statement. Oh, here. yeah. Yes. Would and, like yeah, to find, yeah. On behalf of the Patterson family, I would like to <laughs> from the management and staff of me and my family. Well, let me adjust the lights in the podium here. Um, excuse uh, Excuse
3: us for being part of the 90 some odd percent that did our part. But we did. And. You know, masks are coming off March 21st.
0: Well, yeah, and yeah, I know that's probably going to come up with Frank. As I mentioned, Freeway Frank is on the show, and he does a show, a podcast, where he believes none of us should have worn masks and et cetera. But, um, Dan, uh, if you have to go, uh, I know yep. you've, you've got business to take care of. Yes, I do. And uh, I will I'll look I'll forward to your a return. Later. All right. Okay. Talk to you I Yeah, talk to Dan. Yeah. Just in case we don't, you know, because people are dying now. Yeah. I <laughs> just want you to know I love you, okay? Hey, that's a good point. Love you, too. Thanks, bro. Love you. Yeah. I love you, too, Dan.
1: Yeah.
3: If the bombs start flying, just hide in one of your igloos. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I thought you were going to say... <laughs> <laughs> if the bomb starts flying Just take some of your foreskin oh, Put no, it no. over your head <laughs>
3: uh, No actually I didn't go for the I'm dick surprised. joke I went for
0: the igloo joke Good for you You know what? of the shows that you're growing
2: <laughs> Yes
0: um, <laughs> I, I do want to talk about masks I, I had written that down here That Because I, I know at the end of the show like I think you mentioned it to me Off the air that the masks were coming off um, do you want to hear one, one last clip of Trump, though, before we get off Trump and we'll get back to Mass? Because I had oh, a yeah, clip I love, I love the comedy. I love the comedy. Yeah, this is some good comedy here. Mm-hmm. Actually, our uh, Hundy Peas and Patreons, the Baldwin sisters, are the ones who sent this to us. And it's a guy that I follow on Twitter named Ron Filipowski. This is Donald Trump being interviewed a couple days ago here's and and, uh, i know this has been said on the program a million times if you still support this guy something's wrong with you
4: Uh, it would have never happened and we did talk about it i mean he definitely wanted ukraine loved ukraine would never have happened what do you see happening next then so he's been asked about
0: obviously vladimir putin and then just listen to where it goes. Because it seems like the tensions are high. What, how does this all end? Is this going to be like a long-term thing?
1: How do you see it unfolding?
4: Well, I, and I said this a long time ago. If this happens, uh, we are uh, playing right into their hands. The green energy, uh, the windmills, they don't work. They're too expensive. <laughs> they kill all the birds. They ruin your landscapes. And yet the environmentalists love the windmills. And I've been preaching this for years. The windmills, and I had them way down But the windmills are the most expensive energy you can have, uh, and they don't work. And by the way, they last a period of 10 years, and by the time they start rusting and rotting all over the place, nobody ever takes them down. They just go onto the next piece of prairie or land and destroy that. It's incredible that they want, but other forms of uh, green energy. Anyway, that's the clip. (laughs) He's talking
0: about Putin, and then he's, next thing you know, you're in a conversation about windmills. Yeah. Windmills kill birds bad. Putin kills people. Good <laughs> genius. That's the other thing. I, I just how is that not going to follow Fox around forever? all the geni- calling Putin a genius, and them, them supporting Putin before they actually started? Did, 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 did Tucker Carlson not think that people were going to die when Vladimir Putin went into Ukraine?
3: Yeah, th- those guys. There's spin now, it's just very interesting. But, you know, it's not It's not up to Fox. It's obviously going to be up to everybody else to keep hammering away at that stuff and exposing it during the next campaign, if in fact, the big orange loser is the guy. You know, b- before that, you know, there could be... The Republican Party could get somehow strategized to ease him out or do something. Like who knows
0: okay well that's all uh that's all the update for that for now i want to do i I do want to talk about masks and and such and some pandemic uh, stuff but uh let's not uh you know get too far away before we talk about these fine people that support our program each and every day
3: like our buddy, the retirement sherpa, was on the show yesterday talking about the volatility of the markets, especially over the past few weeks. Hey, it's part of the uh, part of the deal, people. But what you do is you look long term. You know, look back over the past 25 years, the stock market and investments, and you're all right. You're going to be all right. Tim Niblett is a portfolio manager, Raymond James, a member of the Canadian Investors Protection Fund. Uh, Tim, uh, if you want to start a portfolio from scratch, he'll help you out. He'll have a look. He'll uh, tell you what you got to do. And if you have an existing one, he'll have a second look if you want and give you his opinion and uh, give you the straight goods. Are you on the right track? Are you not? Uh, Tim Niblett. Works baby, both sides of the border. He's a well-rounded man. He's the retirement Sherpa. RetirementSherpa.ca.
0: Did you know that you can get a health gauge watch yeah. right now? HealthGage.com. Humble Fred HG for 15% off at checkout. You can use this, by the way, to communicate with doctors, with diet specialists, fitness professionals, and health consultants. You can also use it to, you know, make yourself healthier by monitoring the important parts of your overall health your heart rate your blood pressure your calories burned etc and you can sync it up with your phone you can even tell uh, you know how much sleep you're getting mainly you can uh, use this when it comes time you know annually you can go to your doctor and say hey here's some trends that have been going on with my health over the last few months and you'll have that data to share healthgage.com is where you get it humble Fred HG for 15% off there were a few times when I was in California where I I wore a mask most of the time. Ninety nine percent of the time, but there were a couple times where I had to you know, sort of deek into a store briefly to grab something, and I didn't have my mask on, and it felt weird. And mm-hmm. I, to your point about the mask mandates ending in a week and a half or so, it, it's going to be strange. Uh, I'm I'm fine with it, and there are still some circumstances which I'll wear a mask. Are there any where you will?
3: Uh, no only where it's mandated to be honest because i'm looking at it this way um from day one i have followed the instructions of uh, the scientists uh, the scientific community and uh, did everything they asked to be a good citizen and it got us to this point so if they tell me the only places i have to wear it is a hospital or on public transit and other Settings, whatever they may be. I will do that because they have asked me to do it. But if I don't have to wear it, I won't wear it. I sort of want to get on with it from that, from that respect. Do you think Jaleese will? Uh, good question. I, I think she would be more inclined than me. Like if I go in a sobie's I'm not going to wear my mask if I don't have to. If she went into a grocery store, she might. I, you know, I, I, I it's a good question. I know she got. I noticed she got a little lax in Florida. Uh, was a little more tolerant of the situation. Uh, Is she still? But you'd have to ask her that question. You want me to call her down?
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> Is she still cleaning uh, cleaning all the groceries when they no, come? No, 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 no. That's that, over. that's not. Well, you know, here's the thing. Yeah. Like, dolls just a human being, and and you know, given time, all of us become acclimatized to you know the new normal, and Doll who, you know, went through a a period of time where she was extra cautious. Well, over time and with Uh information, that changes. Uh That's the thing I can't understand. How, again, we're going to have this conversation with Freeway Frank at some point. I don't understand how when people get information, you react. When you get new information, science... Uh They, you know, the whole thing about the anti-vax. my whoa, 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 you said the vaccine doesn't work. Some people are still getting sick. Yeah, yeah, that happens. It, but it's happened through history. So how, I don't understand how new information doesn't make any sense to these people because it's not convenient. <laughs>
3: it's just plain flat out not convenient. I mean, we were told from the beginning. You know, when the variant came. That yeah people are going to sick you get sick you won't get as sick and it'll keep you out of the hospital and that's what happened you know even yesterday when they were talking about removing masks you know uh dr moore or whatever his name is he said that he said hey if you want to continue wearing masks wear them and i would suggest that this doesn't mean stop getting vaccinated if you haven't had your booster you haven't been fully vaxxed really by all means continue to do it because it is a line of defense Mm -hmm. and that makes sense to me
0: i'll tell you where i'm going to continue to wear a mask if i get back on an airplane i'll probably have a mask on would i wear it the entire you know experience like the other day i told you guys after the show i had that mask on for hours 10 hours i won't do that but i think during the time on the airplane i probably have the mask on but what about those stories that that's one of the safest
3: places to be
0: i know i know
3: i'm just saying but, but, you in, know, in, in the, I, the short I mean, term your, yeah and, and you know what it, it it gets back to that freedom thing and all that bullshit they're trying to take our freedom and they're trying to control us yeah. you are free to do that yep. and i am free not to do that within the parameters of you know advice and suggestions and in some cases the law yeah. and you know I, florida was really a good experience from that standpoint because yeah most people didn't wear masks but a lot of people did which surprised me but not once did i get a weird look or anything for wearing a mask the attitude there was hey you want to wear a mask wear one if you don't don't and that's that's the phase we're entering now in ontario and as doug ford made a great point yesterday and i want to talk about him a bit more um Our problems was the the hospitals, and he he said that you know in retrospect now we got to look back we got a hospital problem here, and that was almost bigger than uh, the virus because we we couldn't handle the surge, and he says we've got to put the hospitals in a position now going forward because this is never going away to handle the surge, Mm -hmm. and that's true because when I'm in Florida I said to you guys yesterday I didn't read anything about icus and uh, hospital capacity nothing like that we got a problem here in ontario and this exposed it
0: well and maybe that explains uh, i didn't watch this conference but uh, i read a little bit about it maybe that explains why and we've asked this question why were we the most locked down jurisdiction in north america at one point last year we were the only place mm-hmm. in the civilized world you know, in April and early May that were lo- was still locked down. And that that turns out to be the reason mm-hmm. that Another our capacity thing- couldn't handle the overflow.
3: Another spin yesterday was this is political. Ford is doing this because the elections in June or whatever. But I'm thinking that doesn't make sense, <laughs> because if the mask comes off March 21st and then other restrictions, uh, you know, end on April 15th, that's enough time for this to go south. Oh, yeah. To June, right? That's enough time that by June, this could really go south, and he's fried. So I'm thinking if it's political, he'd wait as close to the election as he could and then remove him. And then if it went south, it would
0: be after the election. But why is that a surprise to people that things are political? Of course it's political. Well, maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. But what, what would... And, and here's the thing. If he didn't lift the restrictions and kept yeah. them in place, then people would complain about that and say it's political.
3: Yeah, but yeah. I mean, from a political... To me, if it's political, it, no, sure doesn't, make stand- it doesn't
0: make sense for, from from his yeah, standpoint. Yeah, politically, he would be better off to wait to the last second. Hey, yeah. everyone, the master, man. I got, no, I got that. I just yeah. find it hilarious and everything well it's not hilarious it's just everything is political and everything is interpreted by the person interpreting I, how and and, and 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 you know get your news wherever it is you get it. Uh-huh. it it will confirm whatever bias uh so we have all kinds of time to talk about that um i did want to talk about sports we haven't talked about golf very much i, I want to talk about it quickly because and maybe you can when we finish this little golf thing talk a little bit we can do the Bodog. um so today starts, and this is sort of significant for a couple reasons. Tiger Woods was inducted into the World Golf Hall of Fame last night. I haven't watched his uh, speech yet, but I hear it was pretty good. No notes. Just talked for like 17 minutes. But that's not what I wanted to talk about. What I wanted to tell you is today begins the Players' Championship. It's significant for a couple of reasons. It's sort of the first big tournament of the year. Prior to the Masters, they call it the fifth major. It's got the toughest field in golf. And this will be historic, Fred, because it is going to be the single biggest uh, first prize payout in PGA Tour history. Mm -hmm. And when I tell you the number, I wanted to talk to you about it for a couple of reasons. One is, I don't think people realize that the best golfers in the world aren't paid what the... 50th best basketball player is paid Mm -hmm. by their sport. Now, the best golfer in the world makes a lot of money outside of that sport. But this weekend, the guy that wins the tournament will make $3.6 million, Mm -hmm. which is a lot of money for first place. But, you know, golfers don't win a lot of golf tournaments. You might win, if you're the best player in the world, you might win one a year. Once every couple of years is amazing. A lot of guys go their entire careers and never win. Yes. Um, But the, the PGA Tour is trying to bring their players up to a point where they're making what athletes in other sports make. So I guess my question to you is, is the perception by a guy like you and other people in sports that golfers are underpaid, overpaid or paid what I guess they should be.
3: No, I love the golf model, and I wish more sports were like that. You're paid for results. Yeah. I I, I just love that. You know, in a lot of sports, like, you know, all the major sports, you're, you you tend to be paid after the fact. Oh, I see what you, what you mean. Yeah. After yeah, you like had a great you have year. Thought, you have three great seasons, so now for the next five years, because of those three seasons, you're going to be making X amount of dollars, and you're your career may actually fall off. And I mean, there's many examples of that. You know, uh, I've often thought about the major sports, you know, maybe they should be one year contracts. What have you done for me lately? But it's not. And that's what I like about golf and tennis. Same
0: thing. Mm. Speaking of tennis, I'm not sure if I mentioned this to you. I watched the Will Smith movie about the Williams sisters called King Richard. I've seen it. Yeah. Where did you see it? Oh, just in your, Okay. I saw it, okay? Oh. I went to the movies and I saw so did it. I got you? a box
3: of popcorn. Did yeah. you really? Uh-huh. So wait, went wait. The, you went
0: to, went a to the moving movie. picture show. I went to the Brampton Movie House. Okay. Yep. The, old, yep. the old bijou? Yep. So what did you, did you like it? Oh, I loved it. It was fantastic. Yeah, it was great. And, yeah. and I, one of my favorites, and Rachel just finished watching, I think it's on Crave, uh, a uh, four or five part documentary about Serena. hmm <laughs> <laughs> who is married to the guy that started Reddit. Oh, okay. Wow. So she's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. But you brought up tennis, so it made me think of it. Um, pretty interesting story of the the sisters. But my, one of my favorite parts in that movie is toward the end, when the, when the dad says to Serena, who seemingly is being left behind, you know, because Venus was the older one. You know that part where he says... Hey, just just so you know, Venus is going to be like the number one player in the world, right. and he says to Serena, "But but you're going to be the best player of all time." Mm-hmm. Like, how does he know that? What? Mm. What? How did he know at their early, early age they were going to turn out to be who they turned out to be? It's fascinating. Don't know, man. Just crazy.
3: You know, it's just one of those stories.
0: It's it's like Walter Gretzky or Tiger's dad. They just knew.
3: Yeah. And the thing is, you know, the kids accepted it. They didn't reject it. Maybe emotionally on some level they did. They get tired of the practice and they got tired of the berating on some levels. But, uh, you know, where, where it really counted, they bought in and they became what their parents thought
0: they could be. Well, and it's amazing because those kids, the dad saw potential mm-hmm. in them at like ages four and five and six, kind of like, you know, Walter Gretzky, you know, Mm -hmm. creating the ice rink for this kid, Wayne and and Tiger's dad, taking him to the driving range. Yeah. But to stick with it anyway. So that's, uh, and back to golf just quickly. So this, this weekend is a big... You know, like a, they say, the first sort of major type of golf tournament, and the guy that wins will win. In fact, it's funny, last weekend was the Arnold Palmer golf tournament, and the guy that won that tournament, um, a guy named Scotty Scheffler, who uh, just went to like this was the top five player on planet mm-hmm. Earth, won more in that one day for winning his, his Arnold Palmer's tournament than Arnold Palmer won in his entire career. Crazy, yeah. eh? now hockey has those comparables oh yeah yeah but not so like you know uh, you Austin Matthews or whoever signs for whatever but this but because golf is such a you win on one day it was interesting that he won 1.75 million dollars which was more than Arnie made winning 62 times
3: <laughs> you know one of those great comparison stories is gordy howe his bonus the signing bonus was a hockey jacket <laughs>
0: And that's a true story. Isn't that great? Yeah.
3: And I remember as a kid, like, you know, like Dave Keon, maybe, maybe Keon or players like that, like during the summer, they had summer jobs. Yeah. Like, I think Keon was a a car salesman or something. They they had to supplement their incomes. Meanwhile, the guys at the top that own the franchises were living high off the hog. I mean, those players really were taken advantage of.
0: And we've talked about this before, but Mm -hmm. I I don't recall. I mean, we're talking about money and and such, Mm -hmm. but. And this is another old guy thing. But when we were younger, people didn't talk about how much athletes made. Well, you didn't know. And and people never mm-hmm. spoke about movies, how much actors made. We all assumed everyone was rich. Mm-hmm. Turned mm-hmm. out not all of them were. But I never heard, and we've talked about this recently, but I never heard somebody's salary until Bobby Hall went to the WHA. Mm-hmm. That was the first time I really remember thinking, oh, wow, these, there's an actual number yeah. associated to what these guys do. Yeah, and there was a trigger somewhere. Some... some
3: Somehow the uh, collective bargaining agreement in the NHL, the way it was constructed, that uh, so players knew what other players were making. Yes, for, for negotiations, it they became public, and it was sad because you know I, the early part of my sportscasting career, as I've told you many times, I never talked about the money. Yeah, you know, it was just the guy played for the Leafs, and then all of a sudden, just like bang, snap of a finger. Uh, Money became part of it well, I Money think it became, became part of
0: the story It became part of the story for me As I mentioned When Bobby Hall yeah. signed that huge contract mm-hmm. At the time Mid 70s Somebody signing for a million dollars Was preposterous <laughs> I had no idea But for some reason That sort of seemed to crack the code Or whatever And all of a sudden For you know Most of my radio career You were talking about How much athletes made Yeah the uh, Williams sisters in that movie, kind of interesting too. Again, you don't know how much is exactly the truth, but they were they were offered, and these are kids that you know grew up in Compton, you know, mm-hmm. sort of a tough part of LA, and not make a lot of lot. They didn't have a lot of money. Were offered a couple million dollars, and he turned them down in the movie. Mm-hmm. And then a year later, she was given. This is 1994 money. She was given 13 million mm-hmm. at 15 years old. The balls, eh, to turn that down. Yeah, I I don't know. I I thought that. I don't know that I would be able to say, oh, no, I don't. It was $3 million he was being offered for one of his kids. They had no money.
3: And he was being offered that money, but he looked at the big picture. Yeah, very smart man. You know, sports and money, what we're going through right now, too, just burns me up, as they say. Do you have another statement? This not oh, this baseball thing. Like, on the, he, you know, oh, on yeah. the heels of Let's two years of
2: COVID
3: and uh, seasons being uh, disrupted. And, you know, they just announced that uh, another two series at the beginning of the season are going to be eliminated. The earliest the season can start now is April 14th, when it should have been March 28th or something. It's...
0: So they, blo- they so now it's only 140 game season because I know they've been rolling back the numbers. Started at they don't 162. even know
3: yet whether okay. they'll make up the games in double so what is or whatever. The issue? What are the Pardon? issues? What are the oh, issues? Oh, li- <laughs> the t- you know money and this and that. I mean, you'd have to read it. You got to be a goddamn accountant to figure it out. But they have their major issues, and yesterday again talks broke off, and each side blames the other. My point is, it's really cruel to the fans right now. And I guess if you're a player, you're an owner, of course, you've got to look after your interests. But talk about shitty timing. <laughs> I mean, really. Yeah, I'd say. You know, baseball means so much to so
0: many in North America. And uh, and you'd like, think, you think, know, just as your point, on the heels mm-hmm. of two years of disruption and mm-hmm. not being able to go in person and then going but in limited capacity. Yeah. Yeah, I I was sort of aware of the story and I started seeing it, but I wasn't sure where they were in the negotiation. So they're at the point now where they may not start the season
3: until April. uh,
0: training camps haven't even opened.
3: Have pitchers and catches reported? No, they were supposed to report mid-February. Didn't
0: happen. Usually early February. Yeah,
3: Yeah, and it still hasn't happened. And... uh, so, whatever they, however way they salvage the season or come to some agreement, I mean, they have to make a concession for so many weeks of uh, of uh, training because baseball's, you know, it's a weird beast with pitchers, right?
0: They need time. Yeah, they got to sort of get their pitching muscles back in shape. Yeah. What, what about sponsorship, though? I know that baseball's television deal. I don't know if it rivals the NFL, but it's still a significant amount of money. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to say they have to start rolling back you know, sponsorship money because they're losing part of the season.
3: Maybe, yeah. I, I, that probably goes without saying,
0: doesn't it? No games on, no money. <laughs> yeah, I guess they, they, we, in radio <laughs> we call them make goods. I can only yeah. imagine there'd be some make goods. Because the last I heard was they went from 162 to 150 games. Mm-hmm. And now you say mm-hmm. they've already lost another couple of series. Yeah. So they probably could still
3: make it up with double headers and in baseball now they like the uh, you know traditionally double headers meant you bought a ticket for a game and got to sit and watch two well then they came up with the concept of the day night doubleheader so that they could clear out the stadium and bring in a new crowd and I'm sure that's what they they will do to try and make up the games and not lose
0: revenue. Well, that last sentence is The thing that drives everything Not lose revenue Uh, If you are in the entrepreneur game Let's say you create revenue We recommend going with GoDaddy Powering small business and entrepreneurs For over 25 years And servicing over 20 million customers Around the world GoDaddy is where people come to get a domain, create a website, and everything you need to get your business online. There's no better time than now, right now, uh, to get your ideas going and online with GoDaddy. You can find your domain, easily create your website, and finally bring it to life. GoDaddy's free and friendly 24-7 phone support. That's right. you You can phone somebody. How odd is that? Uh, GoDaddy also is here to help you every step of the way. You can start your website for free with GoDaddy. No credit card is even required. Visit GoDaddy.ca to learn more. Hey, you mentioned the PGA. I'm looking at Bodog right
3: now. John Rahm, the favorite, Howard. Number John one player in the world. Rom, Rahm. Uh, Justin Thomas, uh, second. And then Colin Morikawa. That would be your top three odds, Okay. Uh, Maple Leafs tonight against the uh, Arizona Coyotes. (laughs) Uh, Coyotes pay $310 to win. So you see your Maple Leafs are heavily favored there. Can uh, Austin Matthews continue his charge to 50? Had three goals the other night. Nice. Yeah, he did, Nate. The man's on fire. He just is. Uh, whether you're a sports better, a horse racing fan, a poker, a casino player, Bodog is your number one source of online gambling entertainment. From our industry-leading odds, world-class sportsbook, and feature-rich poker room to their fully loaded casino and race book, Bodog has been providing Canadian players with an unparalleled gaming experience since 1994.
0: Uh, another thing that uh, is significant all the COVID, the two-year sort of COVID-versary, the pandemic anniversary. If you recall back in the early couple of days to a couple of weeks, speaking of sports, when the pandemic first hit, it seems like 15 years ago, but it was only 24 months ago. When it first hit, all the major sports were scrambling to try and figure out what to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't have the timeline exact, but... Several of them shut down. But this golf tournament, the Players' Championship in Ponte Vedra, Florida, actually started to play. They started playing huh. on the Thursday, if you recall. Huh. And then Jay Monahan, who is the PGA Tour commissioner, he would be the Gary Bettman of the PGA Tour, he made a decision, I think Thursday night, to shut the tournament down and send the fans home or yeah. actually I'm, I'm not sure if they decided to go ahead without fans anyway this began and i think from my memory now that the PJ tour was the last major tur- uh, sports to shut down and was- they shut down for i think six or seven weeks yeah and they were also the first sport to come back
3: that was uh in the days when we didn't know a lot about the virus so it was uh they thought the prudent thing would be let's look out af- let's look out for each other and just sort of um you know side with caution and uh save as many lives as we can that was the the uh you know that was the game plan back then and then we learned
0: more about the virus in the ensuing months yeah funny how that happens you know how at the time that we're talking about two years ago this week. And again, it's significant because I, this was also when you and I stopped doing the show in person. Yeah. And by the way, somebody asked me that yesterday or was it, they just said, would you and Fred ever do a show together again? And I said, you know, maybe like you might for a novelty pop in here one day. Sure. And I've said, we've said that we probably won't ever have guests in person again but you know I, I could see us doing a special show here once people are comfortable come and we're comfortable having people around us again and yeah having some people perform in the studio but day to day to day if we learned anything through this pandemic it was that we can do the show like this
3: you know quickly a story last night mike boone did a CFNY retrospective and as part of it he had jay brody come on the show who is now a
0: current morning person at The Edge. And a sweet, sweet guy, by the way. Just a great kid. But
3: you know their story? Get a load of this. They put a morning show together in February 2020. And you know what it takes to build chemistry in a morning show and being together in the same room and at the beginning. Those kids have not worked together since March 2020. So that morning show is put in place in February. They're in the studio together one month later. They have to go home because of COVID
0: and still are not working together. Wow. That's tough, man. That's tough. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I I mean, think about the chemistry that we are. You know, we already had chemistry Mm -hmm. for for years. But but think about the chemistry we do and don't have with with individual guests. You know, sometimes we vibe with people and sometimes we don't. Imagine having to create that with people you don't really know and do a four or five hour show every day. Yeah. And,
2: yeah. He's a great uh, kid.
3: I, I ran no, into him. No, he's a great and had, kid, and they're uh, looking, you know, he, for one, is one of those people that can't wait to stop working from home because, again, the nature of the
0: beast is... Yeah, you got to see being, the people. ...being together. I met him, I met him a couple times but the most recent meeting was at one of Toronto Mike's listener experiences over here at uh, Great Lakes Brewery, and I mentioned off the top of this show that Mike would be on and we'd talk about our experience last night, which... Uh, you know, it was a CFNY look back. Ostensibly, it's his episode 1002. You know, he's doing a, a CFNY edge thing. And I was there to maybe, you know, obviously talk about the Humble and Fred show. But it was mostly, you know, listening to David Marsden and you guys talk about the early days. And now Marsden is... You know, we really got to get him back on the show before he expires. Because mm-hmm. I, 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 I find the guy amazing. He's eighty four years old. I couldn't believe when you told me that.
2: <laughs>
0: and
3: hair down below his shoulders, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and no, and not bald at all. Like it's no, not like all those long, long yeah, full head of
0: hair. He kind of reminds me of that the hair from the guy from Lord of the Rings. It's just this <clears> long, flowing mane of hair. And when you told me this morning he was 84, I couldn't believe it. Like, he's just a going concern. And we should get him back on. I mean, he's a tough guy to wrangle because he's got so many stories. Well, this guy, he's in the Rock and Roll Hall of
3: Fame in Cleveland. Yeah. That's all. You know, like, it's crazy. You know uh, what an accomplished career he has, and what he's been through, and you know, in a heart of gold. I mean, you want to talk about a an announcer's uh, PD? Yeah.
0: Well, I I I pointed that out, even though I never worked for him. Mm -hmm. I pointed out a couple of things that I know stories. I I prompted you to tell the story of the him telling you in Stafford to take more vacation, which I've always thought was just such a Mm -hmm. like what a forward-thinking human being that guy was.
3: Yeah. And I told the story too about him call, after Melanie was born. Uh, he called me into the office and said, Congratulations. And he said, I know, you know, a kid, and we'd like to give you more money, but we can't. But maybe we'll contra some diapers.
0: <laughs> just, and, and when you told that story last night, what you didn't hear is as I sort of came in after and I said, Imagine, when, that's the only time a program director has ever said that. We'd like to pay you more money. You never,
2: who, <laughs> who's ever said that?
0: No one ever said it to me. Howard, <laughs> yeah. Fred, we'd like to give you guys more money, but John Derringer has it all, <laughs> he, De- yeah. and he still does. Yeah, no, but it was great catching up with them. And I, I'm, listen, man, I'm just killing time here. Oh, there he is. I was going to say because mm-hmm. uh, Frank was apparently uh, talking a Boone, and Frank wasn't super comfortable with the Zoom, but uh, I'm sure he'll be fine. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I mean it, this this talk about humble and Fred history. For a long time, you know, we worked at a, an alternative radio station and it became the Edge, and then we were offered a gig to go work at Mix 99.9. and and what what? <laughs> I'm just thinking about something you said last night. Go ahead, okay. <laughs> um. Anyway, and we we ended up working with a whole new group of people that we'd only heard of before mm-hmm. one of which was this sweet man Freeway Frank and I can see he's got a puzzled look on his face as he's trying to yeah. figure yeah. out this I'm here. Uh, that, Hey man, how are oh, you? Can, go. can, well, can there you hear that, me? Well, there he I'm is. There. I'm
5: sorry guys, usually I'm on the other side doing the interview so I don't know what the fuck I'm doing Hi, good morning, looking great good guys morning.
0: No, I know, look how we've aged
5: well huh? You have aged well, yeah, <laughs> especially Fred
0: mm-hmm. yeah, well, Why do you say that? Because he's got Did the long hair. Um, anyway, welcome to the show. Please welcome to uh, the program someone that we worked with, I guess, fairly briefly uh, during a contentious time in the Humble and Fred history. <laughs> Freeway Frank DePalo, And until this morning, I couldn't have picked your last name out of a lineup.
5: Most people don't know it, but uh, it does exist.
0: So I just remind me, you were working at the mix when it was everyone had a nickname. You were Freeway mm-hmm. Frank. There was who were the other nicknames on the show, on the station? Uh, we had
5: uh, Punch Andrews. Punch, exactly. Good guy. At the time. Then we had Steve Anthony. He didn't have a nickname. <laughs> he uh, he did I need you know, one. He may have been a little crazy, so I may have called him that a few times, but fantastic guy. Uh, you guys had come in. I remember I was I was filling in on the morning show for about two weeks and then they, they wouldn't tell me who was coming to do the morning show, and I was the guy. I don't know if you remember that introduced you guys as the new morning team on uh, Mix ninety nine. So I was really pumped about that. It was
0: yeah. Like I cool. don't remember. Like, did we actually come into the station? No, you. Actually,
5: when when I when I introduced it, you were both at home.
0: Oh, I see. Yeah.
5: Um, who ga- <laughs> who gave you the
3: nickname Freeway Frank?
5: Well, there's a there's a crazy story. Well, it's not that crazy, but uh, it happened in back in 1995 in Vancouver, and it was oh. the year the year of the movie. You guys remember Free Willy? Yes. All right. Okay. <laughs> so some, you were originally some, some Free movie Willy. About an orca, a whale. <laughs> yeah. And at the time they were naming, they were naming people in Montreal. I had started my career. They didn't want me to use my Italian last name. So Howard, you were wondering why you never knew my last name. They never wanted me to use it. So they gave me the name Frank Kelly. Good Irish name yeah, exactly. for a good Italian boy.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> so when I got to Vancouver, they decided uh, they were going to give me a nickname. And I was doing the evening show at a crosstown rival CKLG at the time, LG 73.
0: Yeah, I worked there.
5: Yeah, I remember a that. I had heard that after. And um, so then the big radio station that came in that got their FM license was Z95.3, which was a powerhouse back in the day in the 1990s in Vancouver. So they came in and they basically they didn't have an evening gig or a full time shift to give me. And I was doing evenings at LG 73. And they said, listen, we're going to put you in a Mazda Miata convertible and uh, you're going to go around. And you're going to give money to people whenever you see a Z95 three-sticker. And I was like, and we're going to pay you this much. And the money was just as good as, at the time, just as good as doing the evening show. (laughs) So that's what I did, surprisingly enough. So that's what I did all summer. But they wanted to name me after the movie, which was popular that summer. It was the summer of 1995. And the movie was Free Willy. They wanted to name me, because in Vancouver, they named their highways Freeways. They wanted to name me Freeway Willy. And I said, no fucking way. (laughs) Am I using the name Willie? So at the time, Matthew McBride was, I don't know if you know Matthew McBride. He was the APD. And he stood up and said, how about Freeway Frank? And I said, sold to that man. I don't even know who he is, but, and that's it. So 27 odd years later, I'm still using the name. It, It always stuck. At a certain point, I think at the mix, I dropped the Frank and I was just using Freeway. And... It's stuck, Howard.
0: Well, so, we would have... Right. I, I said to Fred yesterday, I said, I guarantee you that the nickname came through the JJ years where everyone was given a nickname, even the receptionist. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, well, I'm glad I to hear that it JJ. came before that.
5: I heard a lot of stories, but uh, no, nope. um, it wasn't JJ, so that's how it started. That's
3: funny. And then your... Uh, well, your radio career sort of came to an end... Uh, in the last few months, you were, what, a morning man in uh, Montreal
5: at uh, what station? So, no, it was actually two and a half years ago. It feels like a couple of months. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it was a long time. I love your long hair, by the way. Looking mm-hmm. good. Uh, so, what happened was, two and a half years ago, you know, just like it's happened to so many people in radio, including you guys, you know, best thing since sliced bread one day, um, a decade of... Being number one on the air with Natasha, Virgin Radio was the radio station. So ninety five point nine, the old uh, Mix ninety six, where Howard worked. Yeah, I did that. Worked there.
0: It was, it was FM the brec- ninety six. The Breakfast
5: Club. I remember that with the Jeff The Breakfast Lumbee.
0: Club FM. Catravan says,
5: I remember that because I. I don't want to say I grew up listening to it because I don't want to age you. You're not that no, much older dude, than me, old, dude. It's fine.
0: I'm so old now. I'm. You like, you're not
5: that old, anyway. So I I did it for almost a decade, and uh, one Wednesday morning we came in. Uh-huh. After the show, I, 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 you know, we were looking out the window and I was sensing like, you know, uh, like when you see a whole bunch of crows outside and they're nibbling on some... Uh, <laughs>
0: That's right. Right. Like in Game of Thrones, when the crows show yeah. up, you're like, something shit's going down now. Something
5: shit's going on. I saw all the management and we never see them. And yeah. and uh, we walked out and they took us upstairs to HR and I was sideswiped. Yeah, you know, no, I, I want to ask you that because
0: we've been fired a bunch of times yeah and i've had the hr meeting but but i i think we both knew well you knew i think that we were on short strings there at the mix but i knew the last time i got fired i could tell it was coming could you not tell that something was going down or like you said were you completely blindsided by it
5: okay well i was blindsided because howard i never wanted to accept it but believe it or not i had heard back in the month of January and the January, early February. Because being Italian and being an Italian Montreal, I know a lot of people in the city and being on the radio for a decade, I met so many people and, you know, there's chatter, people talk. I'm not sure if this happened to you guys, but I had heard that they were bringing in somebody else to do the afternoon show. But I was reassured in a meeting in April that that person was only coming in to do the afternoon show. But that person was the morning man from the competing station, who had a non-compete for six months, so he was sitting out, right? So they sure. reassured me,
2: yeah,
5: everything's fine, don't worry about it, you're the guy, you're our man. they had even told me at a certain point that when Terry DeMonte, the legendary morning man on Shom FM, was going to retire at some point, that I would be a perfect fit on rock radio, and I could just cross over to their sister station and eventually be on Shom. And uh, so you never want to believe it, And truthfully, I'm not going to lie, the morning that we were let go, even before I saw, you know, the management outside, you know, the studio and hanging out, and started to suspect something was going on. I had an inclination. It was coming that very morning. I told my producer, this is our last day or at least my last day but it was our last day so they only kept the producer and uh that's it they got rid of me and natasha no
3: you say number one morning show um obviously yours you, uh, pardon me
5: whatever number one means because you know oh, how oh, people oh. always okay so work for, you
3: know, so if why were you fired then because i often hear that when guys get fired as like oh you're number one we have the best ratings like so why did they fire you like why what was the? Well, reason?
5: What they what they said, Fred, was changes at the organization. Okay. Mm-hmm. The changes in the organization yeah, usually
0: that means <laughs> that usually that means the new guy will work for less than we're paying you.
5: <laughs> Bingo. So, so yeah. I mean, uh, why do I really think we were let go? I mean, we never had any issues. Uh, never written up. <clears throat> we were fantastic in the community. We did a lot. I did, Fred. I did a lot of charity work. I used to go meet up with clients. I worked really hard. On so this what's your theory? Station. We did have the number one. Sorry.
0: I'm, I'm sorry. So what's your theory then, given all that?
5: I just what? have a feeling that the new program director that come in didn't like me. And funny enough, he was our program director for a short period of time in Toronto. And I always had a feeling that he wasn't a fan of mine. And I had even told Natasha, I don't think I'm going to last you know the summer and that's exactly what happened so was it him i have no idea but i was pretty close to the general manager he also he always you know we always had fireside chats and had discussions and by the fire actually by the fire frank yeah by the fire yeah. yeah yeah okay <clears throat> I think Frank's forgotten. German. I think
0: Frank's forgotten just how fucking full of nonsense and shit yeah. the, two, the two of us yeah. really are. No. And you know,
3: before you saw, if you'd have known that morning, you should have used my Virg, uh, Virgin Radi- Radio moniker. Was Virgin Radio sounds fucked to me? Yes, he should
5: have. <laughs> that that would have what? That's over. what I should have done. Because have done Carson knew he was. He's a morning show host. Yeah, at we Vancouver, know Yeah, and uh, he knew. You know, they were yeah. we were parting ways at some point, and he mm-hmm. went out with a bang and announced it on on his show a couple of weeks ago or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: The, the kids being programmed part was a bit weird. I would have fired him too. But anyway, that's here and there.
0: Mm. Um, well, enough. yeah, the thing about getting fired in radio, and, and it's, I guess, it's, I don't know, I've never been fired in any other business, but you sort of have an inkling. That definitely the last time I got fired, I... I you know, I knew it was coming. We here's the, the, I've told this story, but very, very briefly. When you start being consulted to a degree yeah. that you've never seen before, that's a high sign that they're consulting for a reason. That they're either trying to save the show or they're trying to figure out a way to re- replace you. And in our case, in 2005, when Fred got fired, we were being consulted every. We, we had meetings like w- daily with consultants, weekly with consultants.
3: Did you have uh, uh, Frank? Did you have that consultant from Cleveland, the guy with the long fingernails and the little but
5: mustache? No, we had uh, ours was from. <laughs> <laughs> he did.
2: <laughs> yeah, ours that was guy.
5: from San Diego. Oh yeah, and he was actually a good guy, Tracy Johnson. And but we had oh. stopped using him a couple of months yeah. before. That could have been a sign. But yes, we were having. You know, I knew the day that, that that's it. You know, like the, the the train track was was taking us over into the valley, like that scene from Back to the Future Three. Hey, uh, maybe, maybe the reason it that Fred and I, when um, our program director told us, okay, from now on, every break is max ninety seconds, not a second over ninety seconds. You're in and out call letters in, call letters, in, and I was like That's it, this is over. Yeah, this is over. So we were doing breaks yeah. so we were pretty open and allowed to talk
0: And I was going to say, maybe the reason that Fred and I weren't successful is the two main consultants we had, one we, we, we had lunch with the guy and he was he's a legendary fucking consultant, and all he's a huge gut, and that guy <laughs> couldn't eat without getting food all over his stomach, so that was one of our consultants and the other guy <laughs> had impossibly long fingers, so we didn't trust him
3: string <laughs> your nails too,
0: year, wasn't well, it, Howard? And, and, and a weird mustache. Yeah, like a little tiny thin pencil thing. He looked like a villain. Yes, he looked like <laughs> Snidely Whiplash from the movies. So, uh, anyway, well, it's great to catch up with you. And one of the reasons you came across, you know, our, you know, we thought of you. We always thought very fondly of you when we worked together. I know you and Fred talk, you know, uh, Canadians and Maple Leaf hockey. Um. Well, two questions. You you have a new podcast. You waited. So you've been off the radio in Montreal two and a half years. How long have you been doing a podcast, and why did you wait two and a half years to start one?
5: You know, my wife asked me that every single day. She called me the original procrastinator. I think I have a problem because uh, I'm a perfectionist, and I wanted things right. So when we built our home, we built a new home about four years ago. You know, I knew at some point my radio career would come to an end, and I was watching you guys and always following what you were doing, and always respected the fact you had started. you were one of the you know the pioneers of podcasting in Canada, and I'm not just blowing smoke up your asses. So I thought I got to build the studio, so I built the proper studio, but then I thought it would be easy and I'd get it up in a couple of days, wrong. And so uh, being the perfectionist, wanting you know to do it right, it took me two and a half years, longer than I thought. And then uh, we had sued at the time, not to get into great detail, but we had sued uh, Bell Media. COVID started, and the whole concept of the show—it's called the Drive By—and the whole concept is people come to my house, we have a bite to eat. I built a bar 15 feet away from my studio. Here it looks like a nightclub bar at my house. It's really cool. We have a drink, bring the drink into the studio, and have real raw discussion. And I didn't want to ever, you know, because COVID was going on and. Complete respect to you guys. I didn't want to do it on Zoom. Right. So, one day, you know, if you guys are in Montreal, I hope you guys come to Montreal at some point. I want you in the studio because there's something exciting to me about having these discussions and conversations in studio. So, that's what took me so long. And I wish I would have done it sooner because you lose a little momentum, but the momentum's coming back and the show's doing really well. And I see you guys on the chartable comedy charts. I had changed one of the categories for the show. I'm back on comedy interviews now. And so that's the whole concept. Notable celebrities, regular people with a story come on. And we have, um, we have an amazing conversation.
3: And when you say the show is doing very well, how do you determine that? What, what are your parameters? What are your parameters? Are you? Do you have sponsors? Or,
5: or okay. Are well, uh, the the only sponsor well, I had some. All the sponsors dropped me, Fred, after some of my content within three or four shows. So, oh, really? So, oh, wait, so, yeah. wait,
0: no. So you started with some sponsors. Mm-hmm.
5: I started with some pretty big sponsors, and two of them never made it to episode one after they saw some posts I made on social media, which weren't bad at all, in my opinion. But whatever. And uh, one of my sponsors dropped me after four shows. And uh, here I am on episode 11, which I just uploaded this morning. And um, I have one sponsor now, but slowly I have an agency backing me up, a PR company out of Toronto, actually. So, look, I'm trying to uh, I'm trying my my best to to get the word out there. But it's as you know, when you're starting a podcast, it's not easy. But I'm just approaching 10,000 downloads after 10 episodes, which I think is really good on audio and it's doing very well on on views, one of my last interviews got 20, 27,000 views. And on average, I get between somewhere between 2,000 and 3,500 views on YouTube, which I think is pretty good.
0: Yeah, it's so, very good.
3: So what's your strategy then? Obviously, you're saying controversial things, which is scaring sponsors away. So what's the path forward? You're just going to you're going to be true to yourself and just go after sponsors who will live with what you say.
5: I think so, Fred. And you know what? The thing is with me is I I never want to change, you know, like you guys and you you guys having been in the industry for so long. You don't want to change. You don't want to second guess what you're saying. You don't want to self edit. That's not what I'm about. What did it for me was I went to the Freedom uh, Convoy, the, the, the rally in Ottawa, and it freaks a lot of people out. I even had um, some friends unfollow me, which I thought was unfair because I never had a chance to explain myself and tell p- people why I went. And um, people jumped the gun. And I'm not a COVID denier. I'm not some alt-right psychopath. That's not what I'm about. But people don't like to hear the truth in 2022 or what i i believe is my truth they don't want to hear it right? and you know you get canceled for anything so i feel like i got semi-canceled at least
3: but. yeah truth's a funny word and you say your truth because i'm going to be honest i listen to some of your stuff and i'm scratching my head going well that that ain't my truth uh to be honest and, you know, you make the uh, point on your podcast that everybody should be able to sit down and debate and reason and talk about issues. And I guess that's sort of what we're doing this morning.
5: Yep, absolutely. Loving it. Loving it.
0: So what, 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 <laughs> yeah. what do you think? Maybe give the audience, because I haven't listened mm-hmm. to, I, I've listened to a little bit of your stuff. And by the way, everyone, it's called The Drive-By. Uh, go check it out on on. Spotify and everywhere you get podcasts, and I would tell you those numbers you 've given us, ha- having started this now almost eleven years ago, those are great numbers and, and you know congratulations it 's not it 's not Thanks. nobody and, and anyone listening who thinks. Like most podcasts are listened to by you and a couple of your friends. So the yes. fact mm-hmm. the fact that you've gotten an audience so f- is great. But maybe you could give us an, a a flavor of why somebody would find or take umbrage with some of the things you've said. I listen to some of it as well. Cuz you say you're not a covid denier, but there's sorty of, there's some of that some of that is is, well, look, is inferred Howard, in, in your in your podcast,
5: Howard. I was against the mandates from the beginning. Now Quebec was a lot like Ontario, but Quebec was hit pretty hard
0: sure. with restrictions
5: and mandates. And um, from the start, I was against the the vaccine passports. Not against. I'm not anti-vax. I'm not anti-mask, but I'm I'm pro-choice. I'm pro-choice. It's simple as that. So. I understand that, you know, when COVID first happened, I was one of the first people I was doing Instagram lives from Arizona because we spent six months in Arizona. That's what I think some people believe, that Arizona being in a red state changed me after six months, which wasn't the truth at all. But what it did do is open my eyes. We were there when there were 10,000 cases a day and we were living our lives. And I was one of the first people on my Instagram lives to come on and I had a on one of my IG lives I had an epidemiologist I had a doctor and I was telling people in March of 2020 and April 2020 anyone that would listen guys we have to wear masks okay and the epidemiologist after one hour conversation that we had unfollowed me and told me stop telling people and spreading misinformation because masks don't work hmm. this was at the beginning <clears throat> When I was being an alarmist and being the germaphobe that I am, I was freaking out. Well, four or five months after the fact, by the summer, I started, you know, I wasn't wiping down my stuff anymore. I wasn't as paranoid anymore. Then we went to Arizona. It was supposed to be a two-week vacation six months after the fact from that summer of 2020. So it was January 2021. We ended up in Arizona. And life was good there. I I changed. I changed in terms of I wasn't going to live in fear anymore. And funny enough, when I was speaking to your producer, Mike, I said um, I thought the interview, this interview was going to be in Toronto. And I said, well, I plan to be on being Toronto soon. I'll come in. And he was like, he was like, oh, they don't do live interviews anymore. Right. No. So I was like, shit, I don't know what I'm you know, they might not like what I have to say, but I want to move on from this. And I think the whole world does. If people want to wear their masks, I have no problem with it. People want to get a third, fourth, and fifth booster, I have no problem with it. I have a problem with people telling me that I need to do it for the greater good. That's my only issue. Because I do care about other people. But now at 90% vaccination. Let's move on. And look at here now. They've reset everything. And the playing field is the same for everybody in a couple of weeks. Whether you're vaccinated or unvaxxed, life goes on.
3: No, but I mean, life's changing for us because of all the people that got vaccinated and all the people that adhered to the mandates. We all did our part, and this is where we are. But I mean, I'm not going to let you off that easy because I heard on your podcast you said anyone that got the vax must feel dirty. Explain that.
5: Okay, you well, know Why what? should, that, why you know, should that I that feel, because well, I don't feel dirty, I, I feel, feel dirty like I did for my part, reasons. I feel pretty good, so yeah. why should I feel dirty? Okay, and I think that's what tilted a lot of people, and my wife actually told me after I, I recorded the podcast, it was something that caught my attention, and I'm the guy who, who hosts the podcast, I noticed it right away, and I was like, maybe I should not have used that word, but what I meant by it was, after everything you had to do, here we are two years after the fact, And now somebody, and by the way, I've never disclosed my my vaccination status, whether I'm vaccinated or not, I think is irrelevant. I know you probably think I'm unvaxxed, but that's not the point.
3: Well, it is sort of, but go ahead. Sorry? It is sort of. I mean, you told a story that two occasions you were invited somewhere and then... Uh, The people ask you for your vaccination uh, status and you wouldn't give it to them. Wait a minute. You you were you wouldn't give it to them. So they uninvited you and you thought they were the problem.
5: (laughs) Well, yeah, because they're listen, they're longtime friends. They were all vaccinated and they they told one gentleman told the rest of the people going to the Super Bowl party that I was unvaxxed And I said. When did I ever say that? When did I ever tell you I was unvaccinated? That's a private medical issue, in my well, opinion. In yeah, my if, opinion.
0: I may, if I may uh, just... Frankly, in my opinion, Frank, Frank, that's, may I that's just, what I believe in. May I okay. interject? It is yeah. a private medical issue until it impacts me and my Somebody family. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that's, by the way, I, I totally understand that. It's your prerogative to not disclose that just as it's those people's prerogative to not invite you into their home because... You know, we all know a lot more now, and we've discussed this morning about the two years since we've stopped working in a studio, etc. But we all know a lot more now than we did back, you know, six months ago, uh, 16 months ago, etc. But it's the people's prerogative to not have the opportunity to have somebody who isn't vaxxed, whether you are or not, in their home.
5: But if if you're vaccinated, and this is my point, and I'm not trying to be chris sky here i i oh, actually heard chris, chris guy on the show i know i saw it it didn't went it didn't go too well no, i saw it that. didn't go well yeah. <laughs> but i'm not chris and and i i no. don't call people dummies and people names for not adhering to what i believe in other than trudeau but go ahead i can't stand <laughs> trudeau i'm sorry but but, but guys wait you, if i recall correctly when i first met you guys 15 20 years ago whenever the case you were conservatives right still am Still are so we're on the same page when it comes to that. But anyway, I don't play party politics. I shouldn't. I just don't like Trudeau for for the reasons I. Well, I don't like Phil Mickelson. But getting back to (laughs) it was a lot.
0: I can't stand Phil Mickelson. Never could. Uh, Right. But but go back to my point. If somebody Mm -hmm. doesn't want you in their home, that's their prerogative.
5: That's their prerogative, and I and I understand that they didn't want me, and I and I adhered to that, and I respected that. So I didn't just show up at the party, but I was hurt because if everybody's vaccinated, then I should be worried technically if I'm unvaxxed, correct? Not the people that are vaccinated.
3: Okay, but if it works. But Frank, how yep. about this? Because of the people in that home, maybe have older relatives and stuff, and they're not sure whether you're vaccinated. You know, as we've moved through this, we've sort of had to look out for each other, and people are looking out for family members. Yep. Why can't you just accept that, hey, I don't want to give you my uh, vaccination status. So, yeah, I understand. You don't want me in your home. But wait a minute. And you're saying you understood that. But when I listen to your podcast, you go pretty hard on those people.
5: Well, yeah, but Fred, I go pretty hard because this is not uh, just an acquaintance or somebody that I met a couple of years ago. These are lifelong families. (laughs) Okay, but there's no elderly people in their homes. But the the point is, my 93-year-old aunt in New Jersey died of COVID. Okay? So... Mm -hmm. I'm not insensitive to what has happened. I understand five and a half million people died over the course of two years. I'm not insensitive when it comes to that stuff. I respect the fact that they didn't want me to come over. I was just hurt by it. I'm allowed and, and, to again, feel and that's way also that your feel.
0: prerogative was, as well. You, you know, mm-hmm. it's their prerogative freedom. to do what they did. And it's your, it's up to you. If you want to feel that way, that's fine.
5: That's how I felt. But,
0: but you don't, but I think they, what you're getting, saying is you don't want people to come away from this thinking you're trying to be Joe Rogan or the kid carson thing and you and and you want people to know that there's more to your podcast than just mandates and masks and bullshit well, so,
5: truthfully my fr- if you watch episode one i had um rick campanelli rick DeTamp
0: yeah we know
2: mm-hmm. rick,
5: right on et Canada. it was a great conversation it was a two-hour conversation and covid didn't come up once mm-hmm that I mean, this was never supposed to be a COVID pandemic leaning podcast. It just ended up going there after I had I had one of the dragons from Dragons Den, Vince Vince Guzzo, who's a big, huge personality in in Quebec, and uh, he was against the vaccine passports. He's double vaxxed. He came in. We had a nearly three hour conversation. Twenty thousand views and five thousand downloads later, I was like, well this was good and this and it was very polarizing not yeah. everybody agreed obviously the majority of the people didn't agree and so that's the way it went for a while yesterday or my my guest the other day which i just uploaded this morning is is a uh, just for laughs comedian angelo Sarukis. yeah i know we I know. barely talk about covid uh-huh. and it's a funny conversation
3: it's well yeah so you, obviously you're walking a tightrope because. You know, going the COVID route has cost you sponsors and of course that's your lifeline um, but again I, people are going to question like another t- uh, another point you're talking about you wanted to play we are the champions after they announced that the mandates were going to be um, lessened like I, I didn't understand what that was about too like who's the champion the numbers are down so they're relaxing the mandates it's just the
5: way it look, goes. I was being there's no doubt I was being in yeah. that podcast facetious and oh, okay. in your face and, you know, said some things that I don't regret. But I look back and I go, why did I say those things? Because I'm a pretty compassionate person. Right. Why would I say that stuff? And we know if that you were, if you were listening to CJAD, the, you know, our equivalent mm-hmm. of CFRB here in uh, Montreal, all they did, Fred, it's, it's like they had a, a free pass to dehumanize. And mistreat people and stigmatize people who were unvaxxed for a good year. Uh The shit they were saying on the air, I couldn't believe these were some of my former colleagues. I took offense to it. Uh So, this was a way that I, in a way, that I came on the podcast and and, and said, you know what? For the people out there who felt that they had a right not to be vaccinated and believed in freedom and, and pro choice. This was a good day for us because in a couple of weeks, everything is going back to normal. And I do understand your argument that 90, you know, if 90 percent or whatever, I don't believe it's as high as 90 because I know there's a lot of fake shit going on out there. But let's mm. give it 85 percent. 80 it doesn't matter. We've we've attained the herd immunity. And and I get what you're saying. But there's always going to be people who doubt the vaccines. It's happened during the, its 120 year history and this particular one in my opinion has not worked as well as the ones f- that we've known as kids and yeah, we've yeah, taken as kids frank, frank, know the but frank there's still we, a lot of but, stuff but, but, there's but still but a lot frank, of stuff uh, that frank, we don't
0: know about yeah, Frank, well, okay things. well that's okay let me just say though it, yeah we reached herd immunity or, or, or something close to it.
5: You would think yeah.
0: because people got vaccinated. So and and you understand why it's plausible. Well, I, I don't agree with that. I think we would have reached it if people oh, okay, didn't get vaccinated either. Yeah, but it's not. know that's
5: based on what I've read and yeah. believe. And
0: okay, but let me finish my thought. Mm-hmm. And and when people talk about what I've read and what I believe who are not virologists or PhD scientists, now, I, we always have to take those with a grain of salt. 100%. But but the reason that we've reached whatever we've reached, uh, uh, you know, you can't, the, the, it's not fake news that 80 to 90% of Canadians have been vaccinated. No. The reason it's a bit contentious is we're those people that did that for the greater good. And... You know, there's a thing called Oxam's razor, which is basically the theory that the most the simplest explanation is there is the usual, is usually the right one. So you can argue that some of this is fake There, this isn't doing as well as other vaccines. But but is that the chances are that this is a vaccine that's that's worked and that's why we're returning to normal life. Like because what other I explanation, I, what I, other I explanation a is a there for us returning to normal life? It just it just magically went away.
5: Well, I believe there's there's other places that, you know, were open throughout COVID. I mean, we could argue this till the end of time, but and they reached herd immunity by in with different means or a lower vaccination rate. I'm not Which I'm places not, are I'm those? Saying, you're saying I'm a doctor a yeah, neurologist where, or epidemiologist. Where was
0: that? Where was that people reached herd immunity? Well, you
5: know, people don't like to hear it, but Florida, Arizona, Texas, all those states remained open and and you, you saw their death rate. Well, I mean, Really? I mean, I don't know the numbers I looked at. See, that's the thing, Fred. You may be looking at some numbers. I'm looking at some state numbers. I look at the numbers in Quebec from year to year, and the numbers are off a couple of hundred people. Now I understand every life is important, but but
3: you understand too with our health system here in Canada, and Doug Ford explained this yesterday. This virus was all about hospitals, hospital capacity, and the surge. That's why we had to do it. That's why why we all had to buy in.
5: But why after decades we got to we got to fix that. But why after decades? Exactly. We have to, When are we going to fix it? Well, because for my entire lifetime here in Quebec, the system has failed. And now wave after wave after wave, instead of coming up with a new solution so that we're not put in a position where we go back. No, but like fix what's going on in the hospitals. Oh, let's, fi- let's fix the healthcare system. Uh, absolutely. They don't do that. They're just, so what are they going to do next winter? Same thing is going to happen in Quebec, and we're going to shut down again because the, the health care system is compromised. Are we ever going to
3: no, fix No, I, I don't think we are because we know enough now. We've learned a lot about this virus, and I think enough. we're going to okay. learn how to live with it. Fair. In the early going, when everybody had the answers, nobody had the answers, so we had to look after each other. But yeah, I mean that.
5: this from the, bo- I'm, I'm being honest, I'm not making up this shit. I know doctors okay that are one is a covid doctor one is um he's a surgeon does major operations they're never going to come out they're they're never going to come out and say because they're putting their whole livelihood at risk their whole career they don't want to lose their license many have told me in secrecy that they've that we've made a lot of mistakes with this pandemic Uh, i'm
0: sure we have
5: so A lot, you know, I said to them in a private conversation, to several of them, am I wrong saying what I'm saying? You know what they said? You're not wrong. They didn't say I was right. (laughs) But they go, you're not wrong.
0: Frank, um, I appreciate your honesty. Appreciate your uh, sitting here uh, answering these questions. But I want to finish off, and and we're going to let you go in a couple minutes. But I just want to finish off by asking, you know, you use the word, people use the word freedom. You know, the, the freedom rally and I think what, you know, if I were somebody that, to be honest with you, if I were one of those guys that was in Ottawa last month and I saw what was going on in Ukraine this month, I'd be embarrassed to use the word freedom. I just want to know what what freedoms were taken away from us.
5: Well, I mean, in my opinion, we shut down society for, for two full years. My dad fought in World War II. He so was did shot I. by a Nazi. He was shot by a Nazi. And discharged honorably always talked about the war my dad not my grandfather my dad so we fought a lot in this country in world war ii lots of canadians lost their lives i'm not comparing you know the truckers being in ottawa to what's going on with with kids dying in a war but these people i had to go see it for myself i went with my mother-in-law and my wife it was beautiful We didn't see Nazi flags. We didn't see Confederate flags. We didn't. We were there. We saw proud Canadians and truckers who were trying to fight for ending these mandates, yeah,
0: but the mandates were going to end anyway. But, but listen, if your father <laughs> and pro- my father, my father fought in World War II. if you're against Nazis, just knowing that there were Confederate flags and Nazi but, but flags we didn't, there, first of I, all. I know. But, but, but knowing now well, that they flag were there, from one Yahoo doesn't make the yeah, whole. Listen, if you rally. go, I, I know you're about truth, so go watch Pat King talk about immigrants mm-hmm. and talk about Jewish people. If you want to talk about mm-hmm. truth, well, that's, that, who, that's, who, that's who organized that rally.
5: But what about oh, Debbie? One of the organizers is indigenous and Jewish. Nobody talks about that. Well, the point is I know. And, and, and you know, know what?
3: People. That side always used those people as props.
5: And, and the other side uses it. To I know. Their but benefits. Frank,
3: Frank, if I may. Yeah. You know what? After the first week. OK. Second week. OK. By the end of that rally, it was a bunch of thugs who took over a city. Hold on we were using kids as human shields, you guys never mentioned that, or, or carting flammables through the street, or what they did is they totally disrupted the lives of the people who live downtown and paid taxes and owned businesses. What about them? What from about what their I, freedom? What about their freedom?
5: What about the, the kids that were kept in the cabs of the trucks from what, from and moved what around? From what I saw when I was there, and I had a lot of photojournalist friends and photographers and TV journalists all there. No, seriously, they were covering it and they were going, we didn't see that. Now, if you were watching CBC, CTV Uh or any of those outlets, and I know you're probably sick and tired of hearing it, but it's true. That's what they were showing. They were focusing in on that one Confederate Mm -hmm. flag, the one idiot Yahoo holding the Nazi flag. That's not what it was about. Now, when Howard asked about the word freedom, to me, it means something. But I I heard James Manning, one of the writers from the Montreal Gazette, use the word freedom and say it's an overrated word that is abused by people on the right. That's not true. Freedom is freedom. If you lose your right to express what you feel and protest and say, I'm not going to lie and say I wasn't a fan of, of, you know, Occupy. What was that other?
0: Occupy Wall Street.
5: Occupy Wall Street. Anytime anybody comes into your city in this case it's 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 ottawa and they're occupying there's trucks everywhere there's people everywhere mm-hmm. i get what people are saying with that but look hollywood rallied behind those people nobody rallied behind the people who help us get our goods
0: so no, i don't disagree to go
5: see for myself that's yeah, why i, I, uh, I think they
3: rallied I, I disagree it. too yeah. i don't think it was about freedom and uh, to but, be but honest
5: Fred you weren't there
3: you I, I, yeah, I, I don't care I, I don't care so, if but, I mean, was you there you have to care It's like yeah. you said
5: with me For the greater good And you gave your opinions If you're there And you saw what was going on It wasn't what you saw On the news Because I was watching The news right. going This is crazy right.
3: It was an occupation for three weeks. Went on too long, and it wasn't good for the city, and it destroyed the lives of people that live there and pay taxes. That's what
5: the news portrayed. That's not what was going on there on the front lines. I'm telling you, that's not what. Well, according
0: to some people who (laughs) live there on the front lines, it was. But again, I don't want. Now, now we're just going to start yelling at each other. So we and we have to wrap things up. I love you guys. No, I know you do. And 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 I'll tell you, Frank. The reason you're on today is because he heard your podcast. And not not totally, I mean, we, we you know, we, we're old, you know, work colleagues, but the thing that got our attention, and I think you, you've, you know, you said it yourself, mm-hmm. you wanted to do a podcast, you had these sponsors, you started the podcast, and they got a little nervous around your content, the irony is, I can tell you now as a guy that markets in these things, that the irony is you're going to get some attention from having this point of view, which is fine. And that's... And I'm I, in a weird way safe. You know, Look, it's tough to get noticed and you've already gotten some noti- notice uh, I'd say, you know, like, listen, forget the f- two old fuckers like us, you know, go and do what you do. Cause obviously it's going to get you some attention. Mm-hmm.
5: Yes. But, and some people think that, you know, I did it just to get attention. No, I really do believe that's fine in what I believe in. And, and again, as I told you earlier and I've stressed i'm okay if if people want to do what they want to do i just want to be able to do what what i want to do and i I went to check it out for myself and i was there and i did not see fair point was being the story that was being told and that's a fair point because we weren't there
0: and uh what we saw was a different narrative you know who frank is by the way fred he's the gig sky guest of the day he's the gig he is Hang around for 30 more seconds, Frank. We're going to say goodbye properly. But Frank is the Gig Sky guest of the day. <laughs> Freddie?
3: Oh, okay, Howard. Right on. Let me just get to my GigSky <laughs> guest of the day points. Yes! Yes. Uh, Freeway Frank, uh, Freeway. brought to you by GigSky, the only worldwide mobile data service with affordable rates in over 190 countries. Download the app today for Android or iOS. Download the GigSky app. Enter code HF2022 for $5 off your first plan or visit GigSky.com for more information. It's the easiest, most affordable and can- convenient way to stay connected internationally.
0: Gigsguy.com. And you know what else, Frank? Uh, your appearance today is brought to you by Canna Cabana. The lowest prices on cannabis guaranteed. Now you're going to see how Mummy and daddy make this shit work. Mm-hmm. Spend mm-hmm. less time looking for the best price at Canna Cabana. We have the lowest prices guaranteed every single day if you want the highest THC for the lowest price. Here's another reason to go. What about dried flour, vapes, edibles, concentrates, bongs, dab eggs you know you got <laughs> frank's got to be dabbing on the daily uh all, all add up to 70 percent off uh we're not talking about crappy weed this isn't cheap white weed this is good weed the greatest weed at the lowest prices guaranteed canna cabana don't forget to join the canna cabana club listen man you came here, you're a good man You know, you got a crazy uh, Point of view, but I don't give a shit <laughs> I don't you're, think a, it's you're a good fella uh, We all work together uh, We're going to have good feelings about this Because you're a stand-up guy And thanks, uh, these are crazy times And uh, thanks to all your friends And neighbors, we've made the world a better place <laughs> and, uh, <laughs>
5: I, I'm an asshole, thank you and <laughs> I don't know, I <laughs> interested in sponsoring My podcast
3: mm-hmm. Yeah Frank, you're not an asshole, although I'm as as your friend. If I'd have been with you for episode eight, I would have said, I'm not sure I put that up on the Fair enough, Frank. I'm not sure I would let that out there, Frank. And, you know, if it's it's cost you sponsors, because let's be honest, at the end of the day, it's sponsors that are going to allow you to continue. So we wish you the best and hopefully you can align yourself with some sponsors that will uh, go with it. And I'm
0: sure they're out there. It's funny you There's say one that. one
5: on my new podcast. Check it out. Episode 11 with Angela Sarukas.
0: I know. And, and here's the thing. I was going to say when you told me that, I was like, I don't know what his show's about, but I, I wouldn't want to lose any. So I'll do. We, You wouldn't believe what we do here for sponsors. <laughs> so uh, anyways, go with uh, Baby Jesus. All the best to you. And um, uh, just tell us again. It's called...
5: Yeah, check it out uh, on on Instagram. The uh, handle is at Real Drive By Podcast, and it's called the Drive By, and it's available on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google mm-hmm. uh, Tune In, and Podbean, and on YouTube at the Drive By.
3: At a boy, and Frank, I will leave you th- with this. I know the Maple Leafs aren't a playoff team. There's no way they're not going anywhere. Happy. Because I know it now.
5: Thanks, Fred. Now that you've said it that way, they're probably going to go further than they have since. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's a reverse <laughs> psychology with him. He's know, it's so desperate, really,
5: Fred. I, I like the old Fred when he's. Taking and, wait, shots. and, and, and you don't know actually. this about me? Uh,
0: but I, yeah, listen, I much pl- much. I worked in Montreal. I worked in Toronto, but my team is Boston, and I know you fuckers hate that. Well, believe it or not, and I think I've always told you this before.
5: I go, I I believe it or not, hate the Leafs more than I hate the Bruins. So no. We'll yeah. Well, he,
3: you hate all Toronto teams, Jays, Raptors, all of them, right? Yeah, yeah.
5: Raptors. I might like it. I mean,
0: I don't come really on. Like
5: There's
0: the of the three <laughs> um, There he is, Freeway Frank, our old Thanks, friend Freeway. Frank DiPaolo, who I just found out his last name today after knowing him for 20 years. Frank's show is called The Drive By Drive By Podcast. As he said, you can get it wherever podcasts are sold. Listen, man, all the best to you and uh, good health. Uh, stay uh, true, and uh, everyone should check out your podcast. All right, man, keep thanks, doing guys. it. Keep doing. it. Yeah, exactly. Love you guys,
5: thanks, Fred. Thanks, okay, Howard. Yeah, man, that's deep.
0: another great advice, Fred. Keep doing it, Frank. Because here's the thing: I'll tell you, the last thing I'll say is, we know a lot of ex broadcasters that came into this studio, did five or six, ten episodes, and then they never did it again. My friend, if you get to, if you can keep this going for a year, you'll be a very, you'll be in a very, very small group.
5: Thanks, guys. I'll take that
0: advice. Love you guys. Keep Thank it. you. Love All you right. too. See okay. you later. There's Freeway Frank. Everybody, Frank DePaolo. Boom, Okay, hey, just let yourself out there, my friend. We're uh, going to continue. Oh, okay. We've that got other. Yeah, we got other shit to do. You're just one of a bunch of people we're talking to today. Uh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. How are you uh, enjoying like one of the things about coming back from California? I don't know what it was like in Florida, but where I was, if anyone's been in the desert, they know what I'm going to say by 530 where I was. It was it was dusk because when the sun goes down behind the mountains, um, it, it becomes dark earlier when I got home on the weekend. My first thing I was like. It was like six thirty in the evening, and it was still kind of light out. And then I noticed when we started doing the show again, like it's light, early, lighter, earlier than it was when you and I left a month ago. Oh.
3: Well, when I
0: this morning, I think I I overslept.
3: I think I got up at six twenty, and it was sort of light outside. Yeah. Next week it won't be because the clocks changed this weekend, but yeah. it'll be be that much later in the evening, which is
0: always. It's always makes you feel good, right? Well, that's the thing I was going to say that it's it's one thing about coming home is, and I don't know, I guess was Florida more like this because Florida is in the same time zone as we are.
3: Yes, but it's a little closer to the equator, so it stayed lighter
0: a little longer than yeah. it does here until the earth spins or tilts a little more. Well, that's the thing is, uh, I, like I said, California, where I was in California, it got dark early, and then, of course, it gets mm-hmm. cold. Um, Toronto Mike is here. He's still recording an episode with the uh, staff, old staff of uh, <laughs> of CFNY. Uh, it started last night at 7, but it's still recording now. It's going to be his longest episode ever. What it is, it's a tribute to 102.1, and it's 102.1 Hours long <laughs> <laughs> oh, How you doing guys <laughs> Good um, On our schedule today it says uh, Freeway Frank then gives some, uh, some Notes about Frank according to our producer And then it says Toronto Mike a Very famous host of Toronto Mike <laughs> And it's true You can't argue with that he's very famous now There it is Because
6: uh, we haven't talked since this happened So I just thought I'd make that little joke what very does famous. it say at the top there? Oh, talk T-O. of the town. Oh, talk of the town. Yeah, but it's actually... That, that's just page one, but then there's another page. Well, you can't... Where are you here? It's well, uh, really can, a that's lot. That's a two-page expose. It's really it a all lot. photos in this thing, and it says master of the mic.
0: Mastering mm-hmm. the
6: mic. Oh, sorry, yeah. I can't read backwards, but yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah. that was my little joke, the very famous Toronto mic.
0: It's mm-hmm. a great no, joke.
3: That's fantastic. Uh, For an independent podcaster... Um, it to,
0: is outrageous, to, really. To vote to and get that kind of uh, press is, uh, well, it's unprecedented. I, I made that point to you guys I'm, mm-hmm. recently. I said, you know, you got to give this kid, I'm talking about you, Mike. I said, you got to give the guy credit because with no, like he, you've made yourself into, the irony of what you're doing is you started off interviewing all these Toronto radio personalities mm-hmm. and now you have become yourself in a weird way, like a Toronto media personality through your enterprise which uh, you have to admire it Uh thank you honestly uh
6: even last night when i was on that zoom with all those cf and y legends uh, for a brief moment I thought maybe I belonged there. Like, it was a a brief fleeting moment. Well, let's not get carried
0: away. That's not... Let's not... You know, come on. (laughs)
6: And then I remembered how... (laughs) Then you remembered you you never a show. CFNY. Yeah, you do a show on the internet. I never worked at (laughs) CFNY.
0: Exactly. Let's not not kid ourselves. You're doing a show on the internet, Mike. That's what somebody... I remember somebody said that to us Mm. early on. Oh, yeah. What? You guys are doing a show on the internet? They made And they said internet like it was... Like something most people hadn't heard of 10 years ago, but... I know. No, listen... listen, That is wild. The way that's flipped. Oh, yeah. Like when we
3: were first doing this, like uh, 11, 12, it's almost like people felt, oh, you're on, yeah. Oh, you're doing that, are you? Oh, yeah. Okay. That's, well, best of luck. And now it's like everybody wants to do it. And everybody knows what they are. And
0: Well, no. When the people used to say that to us, oh, you're just doing yeah. a show on the internet. Almost like, oh, you're just doing a show on the intercom at lunchtime during yeah. <laughs> at your high school. <laughs> right. Uh, but no, that was so. When when will that episode? And by the way, we're going to get to Dan Duran's news here in a second.
6: Yeah, I didn't even mean to. Come no, in I know. Before Dan, but I, I just saw you. Sure. Yeah, so I wanted to. Like, and I wanted to make that Dan's joke about heart. you
0: doing a hundred and two hour episode. Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah. And then on the other end, cause, so that'll be episode one thousand and twenty one. And what by the end of the day I'll have a thousand and thirteen in the can. So we're still a couple of weeks before that drops. But thank you guys both for uh, participating in that Zoom. That was a great three-hour conversation last night
1: do you uh, actually have ryobi as a a sponsor i see that in the background you got a tool sponsor now yeah a brand new sponsor for for march or uh, ryobi tools yeah and it's
6: ryobi i learned because uh, i was saying, yeah apparently they say it's ryobi it's like japanese i think mm. well that's fantastic yeah, I mean, good that's for you congratulations yeah Thank you, kind Has so Dan, Dan Duran? to interrupt. Yeah, Dan. I want to hear all about Dan. No, and no. Has Dan Duran been uh, booked
0: yet on the podcast? Okay. I'm not a miracle worker. Uh, I don't know <laughs> what is holding Dan back.
1: We haven't uh, we haven't discussed it yet. We haven't arranged. Uh, you just got back, and now the facilities uh, for staying in Toronto are are a little opening up a little. So this is People becoming like assume. one of
0: those phil stories where like we can't figure out why phil won't let us come to his house this is oh you never went to his house oh it took us years oh okay
1: yeah well i hope it doesn't uh, carry on too long we'll find we'll find a solution here. all right we'll, we'll work it out he just does not want to do it it's it's so obvious.
0: i mean it's obvious wow. to everybody
1: um, that's I'll why tell you what.
6: Press. I can tell when somebody doesn't want to do it. Oh yeah, Usually, for sure. After a thousand
0: right. and thirteen of them, you get a sense. You have a vibe. I, I'll tell you
6: what. I, t- I, I sit and I think all day long. I rack my
0: brain. Like, why does he want to do it? Why? why What's he hiding? Why? What's he hiding? What's well, he hiding? I'll tell you what. We know. <laughs> we know what he's not hiding.
4: <laughs> 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 Here's to a fella named
0: Duran a hell of a guy with a hell of a big wang, the quintessential
6: anchor man. His voice is nice and low. Huh.
4: Dan the the anchorman comes asks for credentials, he has none Can't tell a headline from his bum But his voice is nice and low Dandaram the the man's here He's prone to falling off his chair But he's got a big wang, so he don't care And his voice is nice and low
0: My voice is nice and low and now live from Lakeside with Humble and Fred News, he's appeared in many of your favorite movies and television programs as an anchorman. And here he is in his character that we all have grown to know and love, anchorman Dan Duran.
1: Before you personally sanction Russia, at least make sure it falls under the Russian regime. For example, vodka. Vodka. Vodka's taking a hit right now. Now, not all vodkas are Russian, of course. And even Russian-sounding vodkas are not necessarily Russian. So let me help you out. So Smirnoff vodka, vodka, uh, Russian originally, made in uh, in, uh, Moscow, uh, is now owned by a a British drink company, and it's brewed all over the world. Stolzhenitsa vodka, or Stoli, is formerly a Russian product, now brewed uh, in Latvia uh belvedere that vodka is produced in uh, poland and uh alberta vodka that's produced in calgary
0: (laughs) is it really i think it would be funny if you said alberta vodka that's produced in
3: russia
1: (laughs) that's russian yes
3: so what you're saying is nobody's buying vodka because they think it's all russian yeah yeah Yeah. but i think most
0: people would still buy alberta vodka yeah
1: <laughs> it's right there, ready to go mm. yeah I don't know like just a uh, point like' cause there's a lot of uh i i know there's you'll see Russian restaurants are taking a hit right now. It's not really the point it's like if you're if you're talking about Russia, make sure that if if you're trying to you know strangle russian commerce that it actually comes from russia yeah and then maybe you
0: haven't already bought it so well, like pouring out russian vodka doesn't make any sense if you i was it. i don't i no longer park my yacht next to a Brabinov. <laughs> uh i've really i've accept i've stopped really? accepting any yeah. party invitations to the oligarch you know Mardi well, Gras festival you. yeah it, my my jet i'm keeping it out of russian airspace <laughs> right. now
1: too yeah,
2: yeah.
3: Hey, but here's the problem with that. You talk, you say Russian restaurants are taking a hit. I might be reluctant to go into a, Rus- a Russian restaurant right now, whatever that is, only because I might be afraid of what I might hear, might hear or, you know, or get the impression that the proprietor is leaning that way. Because there have been incidents of uh, restaurants, you know, putting on their menu messages about Ukraine and Russia mm-hmm. and Russia. I don't know what I'd do if I went into a restaurant and saw something like that. I certainly would lose my appetite, I think. Well,
0: and, what, and you make a point. What, like, other than Russian dressing, Like, what, yeah, what, what is, is Russian that? food? It's like, oh, well, let's go have some cold potato <laughs> cabbage soup <laughs> or some shit. I don't, like, I don't know. <laughs> hey, I'm in the mood for some cold gruel. That's Russian potato soup.
3: <laughs> you know, there was, a, there was a story last week, I think, in Sarnia. There's a restaurant called the Leaky Pump or something. And the owner of that place on the bottom of the menu the first day after the war puts this long thing supporting Russia and how Ukraine is the evil one and it was like w- like what are you thinking? And then a couple of days later, I hear the woman almost crying that you know it's, it's affected her business and she really didn't mean it. And it's like, oh my god, what did you expect?
1: She did mean it. Yeah, that's the I point. So. You can't go back on something like that unless you know
0: sort of chart the course in some way i was gonna segue into a leaky pump story but i, I don't know if dan has an, any other uh news items for us today
1: well i've yeah i've got a nice one i know that fred would like this story so I'm dan Duran has a story that
0: dan, he believes fred will like
1: if you're in pain there is efficacy to now prescribe dog for a, parent, a patient suffering from pain in an emergency room, they did a study just recently, and just 10 minutes with, uh, with a dog may help reduce pain. And I guess this applies to all kinds of pets. The study took uh, like 200 patients. Uh, half of them, uh, like there's a control group, and uh, they rated pain from 1 to 10 after 10 minutes uh, after spending time with a the dog. Then they re-rated the pain, uh, and uh, the, the pain had actually gone down.
3: Isn't that more, more a story for Howard? I mean, if he didn't have Stan, he wouldn't be able to walk I wouldn't be able to get out of bed every morning. <laughs> oh,
0: that's true, yeah. Are you kidding me? I start every day by rubbing Stan yeah. all over my feet and my back and my dink. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: But that's uh, that's no secret either. It's uh, uh, The therapeutic uh, benefits of having a dog around is uh, well-known, well-established. Yeah. Can't argue with that. No,
0: you're right. That is no secret.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: and now and
0: everybody now knows that <laughs> everybody <laughs> knows it yeah i don't know did somebody think it was a secret you know what i don't t- hey pst, don't tell anyone but dogs make you feel better <laughs> <laughs> so anti-doggers can you know like this. Oh, that's right i'm against all these canine mandates it's yeah. bullshit I, I can be anti-dogger i've met a few along the way oh so yeah. have i Here's what I am. I'm, I'm not anti-dog. I'm anti-dog owner that can't control their dog. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm. There yeah, was a couple yeah. dogs around me in California on both sides. Well, one side and across the street. These dogs, whenever I would drive in and go to the truck for any reason, start barking. Right. And I, I don't know how you can have dogs that never stop barking and, and not, you know, stop them from barking. Yeah. By killing them. Yeah, <laughs> See, it's funny I was going to say club them like no, a baby seal okay. <laughs> But I didn't That's where we're different mm-hmm. Because you don't care um, Anyway, Dan Duran, thank you for your service uh, Don't go away, Dan Mike, yeah. uh, Toronto Mike, who is very famous uh, Has uh, Some interesting uh, stories for us
1: what happens when Toronto Mike is recording his program and daylight saving time kicks in? Does that mean that the, the the podcast is longer or less? Or how do you clock that one?
6: For the record, everybody, only one episode has ever exceeded three hours, and that was episode thousand, which was five hours and forty minutes. But that's like an outlier. He loves the fall because he gains an hour.
2: That's Hopefully right. He can go for another hour.
6: <laughs> no, that's By right. The way, I received a note from Freeway Frank. Uh, he had an absolute blast on your program, so he in- he enjoyed himself. And I was thinking his new nickname could be Freedom Frank. Freedom
0: Frank, I like that. Yeah, you know what? I had. Uh, I don't know what you thought of it. I, I just didn't want to get into too hmm. much back and forth with him because honestly, you could sort of see that Frank is fairly reasonable. I mean, mm-hmm. he's made a choice. I don't know if I were his salesman or sales manager. I would,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, if you had four sponsors, you'd probably want to keep them for more than a couple of episodes. That would be my takeaway. But mm-hmm. Amazing to get
3: four off the top like uh, that. I, absolutely. Uh, I, well, he's, well, he starts with a brand, right?
0: I was going to say that. He's very well known, was very yeah. well known in Montreal. Did 10 years of mornings there. And this is a small market. It's, it's a big city. But as an English market goes, it's smaller than Edmonton and Calgary. So if you're on the radio there, you become more famous, is my point, than you do here. Mm -hmm. Unless you're Toronto, Mike.
3: You know, and it's noble (laughs) to stand your ground. But, you know, a lot of that opinion is based on, I was going to get into that, based on misinformation. It just is. And that's where it's dangerous. When you're taking the side that's only supported by one or two percent, you know,
6: you're sort of hanging yourself out there. But at the same time, how do you cut through the noise in
0: 2022? I I kind of said that to him as well. He did something that got attention. uh, and, And to be fair, it's not that we wouldn't have had Freeway Frank on the show, but we don't really do that much Let's put it this: way. I would not want to be launching Toronto Mike in 2022.
6: Like I feel like you either were there at the beginning, like you guys were, and that's mm-hmm. why you guys are the the, the podcast legends you are. But podcast now, goats, I think we should start calling ourselves.
2: Right. Mm-hmm.
6: Coming in now with with a million podcasts, how do you cut? How do you end up with a two page uh, spread in the Toronto Star if you start today? Impossible. I, I'm still trying to figure out how you
0: did, but,
2: <laughs> but media, let's talk about what ra-
0: happened. Listen, like, well, I, 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 am that was a joke by the way, but I, and cause you know how much I admire you. Let's talk about some other radio people. Uh, Mike well, Cooper recently on Toronto might. Okay. Let's play that clip right
6: now. This is Mike Cooper. It's very brief and I think you'll enjoy it. Here we go they say hello to you i was on the, i was on a zoom oh, yeah. with them this morning and yeah. they said say hi to Coop I, for me."
1: i have a lot of time for them uh yeah the, uh, I, uh fred is the, the worst golfer ever <laughs> i mean it.
0: sincerely the worst wow.
1: and and, <laughs> uh, and uh his partner you know howard, uh, howard uh, is uh is uh is like a scratch golfer he's fantastic but yeah he's uh, very good Oh, so you know? Yeah, just <laughs> well, because he, don't he play likes to tell don't me get. he
6: won. He won the senior championship oh, he, here. And... He's really,
1: he's really good. Once again, I hate him for that. You know? Like, because I'm, I'm a bad golfer. I love the
0: camaraderie. I just don't like the game. Yeah, uh, I think they, that was a little unfair saying you're the worst golfer.
3: Yeah, but you know, he's a comic. He's a morning guy yeah, exactly.
0: no, but I'll tell you about. Uh, Cooper and I had told you at the
3: time when I golfed with him at Six Foot Bay, sort of a grown-up course. He shot in the eighties, but the most unorthodox, and I'm one to talk about unorthodox. But the weirdest stance and swing. But he just punches the ball at the hole all the time, and like at the end of the day, it's like in the eighties. Uh, one of those guys you watch around you, you, you learn something. Like, hey, you know, if I just do this and do that, then maybe I can lower my score because it's not much to watch, but it sure
0: gets results. Well, you know, it's not how, it's how many. I got a million. That's (laughs) right. (laughs) I got a a million of those. Uh, Well, it's nice hearing. Mike Mike Cooper once said to me, this was shortly after you and I, because in 2003, four and five, we worked down the hall from Mike Cooper when he was the morning guy at Easy Rock 97.3, which has become Boom, which I worked at briefly. I'm trying to remember Mike and Fred. Man, Dan, you wouldn't remember who he... Didn't he work with someone named Christine? Christine Cardoso. Christine mm-hmm. Cardoso, really nice person.
6: She went on maternity leave, and then they brought in they Aaron They brought Davis in Aaron Davis. In and the rest is history. Mm-hmm.
0: But I remember Mike saying to me about you and I, he said, you know, I'm a, I'm a radio... Uh, pers- person, you guys are radio personalities, something to that effect. Because for most of Mike's career, I mean, he was a personality, but for most of Mike's career, he did rock jocking and did twenty second intros, and you know, the probably the most he ever talked was his time with Aaron uh, at both stations. So I, I, it was, I just, I know he was always a big fan of uh, what we did. Well, I remember,
3: I think you were there that day. He, because we had come there for Mojo, and he said to us. He said to me, "Anyway, um, I could never have done what you guys did at Mojo. I yeah. just couldn't open the microphone and keep talking to the next commercial."
0: And uh, he really ad- admired that. Uh, and, final clip today on uh, with uh, Toronto Mike. I'm sorry, Mike. Go ahead. I'm nixing. I'm nixing that clip because I didn't
6: like how the audio sounded at the beginning. Oh, when okay. It. So, but but I do want to just clarify a couple of quick things. One is uh, Jay Brody, who was on that Zoom with you guys yesterday. Sweet guy. We, they, they they joined the Edge in 2020, just before the pandemic, but they were a, a team. The three of them had been a team for years on Y-108, so they had oh. chemistry and stuff. Oh, it's okay. Oh, okay. So was Fred, Fred was, was talking
0: about that earlier. Yeah, okay. Right. So they had and, worked uh, together.
6: <laughs> and David Marsden, I know you said he's 84. I believe he's 82, but uh, oh. I'm still blown away by that head of hair.
0: That no, the wrong. hair was outrageous. It was great.
6: And you think that's real? Like, that's real?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's all real. <laughs>
6: It's wild. Oh, hey,
3: oh he's eighty-two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's just a youngin. Then <laughs> we, so, so, uh, we said uh, eighty-four. We said eighty-four. Yeah. I'm
6: just uh, correcting the public record here. All right. right? All and one right. other thing: you guys uh, have broadcast together uh, during the pandemic. It was in my backyard.
0: That's true, <laughs> and and we will again. I, I think we should maybe before you do uh the trailer shows for the summer maybe you pop back in and do one show maybe dan you know stay over one night and you and i and fred can do the show together and and have some i don't know i i to be honest i would like that i like i would like to do it once in a while to have the feel of you back in front of me and it's a different vibe and i think it would be fun for the audience
3: Okay, bring your stuff up here, and uh,
1: <laughs> I could do that. I cut all the stuff up here. I'll be here. Yeah. Bring it up and to I'll Brampton. Be up there. I'll be next door. <laughs> Fuck! You can do it on Fred's boat, and then Fred. No, can no he wants me to come to, to Brampton.
3: Oh, no. I mean, set it up here in Brampton. Set it up in Brampton. Oh, area. I see. Okay. And
1: then I'll have a sleepover. I'll <laughs> oh, stay. Oh, I over. thought it was like at the trailer you're talking
6: this about. This area I'm in is about but the same. I get an <laughs> idea. So, I had, uh, Jeff Lumby was kicking out the jams of me last week. Oh, yeah? And really? And oh. Imagine this scenario, because I ran it by him and he thinks it's pretty good, but all of us go to his home. He's got like a guest house on his property Oh, in France. France. Yeah. So, we all record from France. Yes. A week of shows. That's a write-off because that's a business trip oh is it, <laughs> is yeah, it well, really? we're, we're, we're doing a live broadcast from france so i feel like there's some tax some some kind of uh, there is you know, incentive there
0: wait a second you're saying if we did a live show from another location we can write that off fred <laughs> why not why not
6: like talk to your accountant i'm not no, one I, i'm, but, I'm uh, teasing mike
0: yeah we've thought about it mm-hmm.
1: yeah
3: yeah. No, you talk to your accountant after uh, the CRA is questioning it. That's when you talk to your yeah.
6: accountant. You just do it. Yeah,
0: yeah, you do, you do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Mike, we've just done a, a month on the road. Believe me, we're well aware of what we can write off.
1: Okay, but I'm trying to get myself to France is what I'm trying to All about. right. Because Maybe you should get the uh, French Tourism Board to sponsor you all. Yes. I like that, mm. too. Just ideas, everybody. Just throwing out ideas. Yes, ideas. A good meeting. Good meeting.
0: <laughs> We're all going to France. Let's go to France and do the show from Lummies. Uh Toronto Mike, the uh, podcast available where podcasts are sold. Frank DiPallo, drive-by podcast available also where podcasts are sold. The Dan Durant appearance. I think we should just keep teasing it because when it finally happens, kids, that is going to be something a yeah. deep dive into the dan duran story and i will tell you what mike i will supply you actually lumby and i will supply you <laughs> yes. with several story starters little hey <clears throat> ask dan about the time he dropped the joint off the 32 32nd floor of the hotel in Cal- in uh, uh, hawaii uh, hawaii yeah uh, ask yeah. him about that's, that. that that's famous that's lore. <laughs> ask yeah. him the, the real talk oh, about okay a, that's it. the real talk yeah. people need to hear yeah. better than dropping his child Mm. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, didn't do that. <laughs> Ask him about the time that he washed his feet in the pool of the uh, Hilton in uh, Hawaii. That was another famous stand around story. <laughs>
3: oh, what, his feet were all sandy. So yeah, he just dipped them.
0: Because the and he got oh, mad because they that's didn't a have a f- story. Pardon you me,
1: know, Dan. That's a longer story there.
0: I just didn't do it. That I mean, there's a reason for me doing it, right? Yeah, we were high. Number one. <laughs> number one we were stoned number two we went into a hotel we weren't staying at and we're all high as monkeys and there was no foot bath so Dan not only and when Dan said there was no foot bath he washed his feet in this pool that had a butterfly inlay on the bottom and the security people came over and asked him what he was doing and he said there's no foot bath here and they said, We are you staying here, sir? And he went, No, and when they went, Fuck away. <laughs> so so I asked to talk to the manager. He asked
2: to okay. talk to the yeah, manager. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
3: Okay and I and I know we're going long here, but I think Dan deserves you said there's more
1: to the story than what Well, like, he just he filled it in, yeah. There was no okay. foot, foot wash. and he was he was really kinda rude to the guy and so it's I just scary, uh, right. pushed back a little, but you—that's all.
3: But you washed your feet in a pool.
1: That, thats the point of the story. Well, where else should I wash them? I was, you know, like I just don't do that. <laughs> okay. Even I know that, and
3: I have no. And like, look at me. Mm-hmm. Well, I was no, younger but, then. Well, yeah, the so best maybe part, but i didn't
1: know that.
3: Didn't so there was
0: Dan that. and I, and one other person who I can't remember. I just remember it was one of those things where we were so high, I didn't <laughs> want to talk to anyone. <laughs> like it was that kind of thing where you're like sort of high and paranoid. And I've always admired Dan for many reasons, but he had the wherewithal during this fog that I was in to go and talk to a security person who was giving us shit for Dan washing his feet in this beautiful pool. I always admired it. I was like, wow, that's something I wouldn't have done. I remember hiding out in the bushes watching him. <laughs> Watching watch the whole thing yeah, yeah. go down,
1: You guys like, wanted to run away. Oh yeah, I
0: said we should. I said I wanted to run, but I also wanted to stay to watch your encounter with the manager.
1: Anyway. all right, so let's cut this up and put it in the. Uh, in oh, just, the show. just send Mike yeah.
0: the podcast. Over. Yeah, yeah
3: right. I, I still can't figure out why you're avoiding that. Your 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 episode would be
1: great, and everyone would love yeah. it. Mm. Yeah, like what okay. i just. We'll get to it.
0: All right. So let's thanks do. For, uh, thanks for the encouragement. A little segment we call what's on the show next week. What's on? Uh, what's on the show? What's on the show next week?
6: Next week on Humble and Fred. Jackie Delaney is our guest on Monday. All right. She makes her return. The uh, The aforementioned Jeff Lumby makes his monthly on uh, Tuesday. Noel Kassler Is our guest on Wednesday Catch up on all the American stuff And then uh, Thursday show Again, a lot of balls in the air So I'm not ready to announce
0: this uh, Thursday's guest Okay, man Right on Well, Peace everyone uh, uh, yeah, I, I yeah. sort of finished by saying that uh, I don't know you know, going to be watching a lot of news over the next couple of days. And I just keep, maybe you guys are like this, I just keep tuning in, hoping to hear some good news. And, you know, cross our fingers, there'll be some good news before there's more bad news. How about that? Nicely said. Thank you. Won't you
3: be watching mostly golf? Yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and that's what you're talking about? <laughs> it's like.
0: Yes, so I will be. But in, be, be, the bad news. in between <laughs> golf, I will be checking in on the Ukrainian people. I want to see a winner before I have to worry about nukes. That's okay. right. I want to. No, mm-hmm. I want to see Tiger come back before is there's. It, is, there, uh, is
1: there any? Is it a big golf uh, weekend? Is yes,
0: there some big. Golf yeah, the, the Players Championship is on this okay. weekend. I'll right. be watching that. Okay. But I, don't I call you at what time? Well, no, you. you can, I'm going to see you Friday night. You're staying here. You're, Dan's coming to town. He's going to a play. Yeah. Linda Cash, his friend, and yes, and we're going to go for we're going to have breakfast together, you and I and Rachie on Saturday mm-hmm. morning. So I'm looking forward to that. Mike, yeah. Mike, is there anything I any pre-interview questions I should ask Dan? Just to uh...
6: <laughs> Dan, just know you're in good hands. Uh, ask Mike Cooper about
1: his experience. Exactly. He he All right. I oh, okay. Love it too. Daniel, this episode should I stop now? Or are you yeah, that'd be good.
0: More? Yeah,
1: okay. This episode
0: of Humble. Oh and no, sorry, wrong. sorry. I apologize. Stop. There's more to say. Okay, yeah. There's more.
4: Cursing okay. during your community. again. Can I again.
3: just say one thing? Do you find
4: Not yourself now. living at work instead of working from home? Couldn't this have been an email? When it feels like all that's left is work hard. Uh, you know it's time to play. It's easy to find your next favorite game at Bodog.net. Play free casino games, get poker tips, and check out the latest sports odds. Visit Bodog.net today. Hashtag make a play.
0: Uh, and before we get to Dan Duran, I think we... Uh, I don't think you talked about our good friends at the Chamber Plan, did you? Well, I must the chambers of commerce group insurance
3: plan canada's number one group benefits plan for small business become part of the chamber plan yes and you can give your employees a great benefits package at a very reasonable cost you can't afford it because all these small companies create the image of a big and it holds premiums down and they've done a great job at doing that over the past few years take the time today chamberplan.ca get a free quote and now
0: here's toronto Mike's guest dan duran
1: this episode of Humble and Fred was brought to you by Gig Sky, the retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Bowdog, Health Gauge, Canna Cabana, and GoDaddy. For Humble and Fred, I'm Dan Duran, and remember, Humble and Fred want you to know that they love you, just in
0: case. So it's so, <laughs> last thing you heard from them,
1: even though it was me, Dan Duran,
0: who said that, that. They love you. On behalf of us, we do love you. We'll see you on Monday. The habitations
4: in the towns we know, a place we saw the lights turn low, the jigsaw jazz and the get fresh flow, pulling out jobs and jamboree handouts, two turntables
2: and a microphone.